Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Welcome to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We're online for WRQK.com. I'm joined every morning by Matthew Fantone. How are you, buddy? Feeling good on a Monday, dude. Not going not gonna to complain. Uh, how was the weekend overall? Uh, it was good. It was good. A lot of good things, a lot of things to talk about. But the one that I definitely want to start off with, because I don't want to let it slip away and not mention it, um, Friday, uh, my girlfriend's grandfather recently passed away, yeah. and I went to the funeral on Friday after the show, and it's just really something to uh, to be part of a funeral for a World War II veteran. Like it just as, as I stood there and kind of watched it, I was like, dude, this is a special moment. Yeah. This really is. There's not too many WW2 vets left. And, Can't be uh, too many. Right, right. And for me to be there, it was just like, man, this is... This he is was 95, 95. Right? Yeah, so there can't be a whole lot of them. Yeah, so as, uh, as, as, as as that kind of happened, I was like, dude, just appreciate this moment. As yeah. weird as it sounds to say to, like, appreciate a funeral, but, like, to watch, you know... And those moments make you reflect on life. Yeah, I mean, it really was. Like, and, and, and like I said, a million other things to talk about this weekend. It was a great weekend, but that was just like, dude, make sure you say something hmm. about that. Yeah, so, good for you. Yeah, it really was something. Tell me, uh, tell me something, Stan. Well, uh, before we get there, hold okay. on one second. We should uh, we should make people aware that you can uh, you can join us Friday as oh, we'll yeah. be broadcasting live for St. Patrick's Day. We'll be out at the Tilted Kill starting early, six a.m. Be out there from six to ten, and then uh, moving the party over to the Canton Brewing Company starting at noon. We'll be out there from noon to two. But uh, that's this Friday. That's awesome. So come and join us. Uh, you know we'll be passing out pint glasses and stickers and rock on the range tickets. That's the big one there. That show being sold out. We'll get you hooked up St. Patrick's Day. But I got to tell you, I had a great weekend. Okay. I had a fantastic weekend. Um, I finally wrapped up a, a a problem that I had had. I bought a new car over the what? weekend. Yeah, I got a new car over the weekend. Stands very um, And uh, I have to thank everybody over at Wacom Auto. Those uh, those people were great. And uh, they found me exactly what I was uh, you know looking for. I, you know, I kind of went there you know last week, and I said, yeah, this is kind of what I'm thinking. And they pulled a couple of uh, you know options for me, found something. Got it done. Super easy. Uh, you know, Craig Wakeham and his crew over there, super easy. And, uh, you know, everything was uh, it was great. I got a 2013 Honda Accord Sport four-door. Absolutely love it. Could not be any happier. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's a good feeling. It's oh, a good, it's a great feeling. The new car is a good feeling. Confident driving is a good feeling. <laughs> like, not having to worry. And it's been a long time since I've done it. And, uh, you know, it feels good. Well, Feels real good. Uh, tell me a little bit about the new ride. So it's it's a 2013 Honda Accord. You said, yeah, and Honda Accord Sport. Yeah. Okay. What, what, okay. And uh, I, I guess like give me some of the give me some of the specifics. Like what's the gas mileage? What are you doing out there? <laughs> how how you know? Well, t- what do you got under the hood? Like, well, tell us tell us something uh, about the car. Six cylinder there, and, okay. uh, and and according to the dashboard, most of the time I'm averaging around 34 miles per gallon. Do you have Do you have so, which all, I like, like? I like it. Do you have all the gadgets inside of the car figured out yet? Like I always feel like that's one of the cool things about a um, new car. Already paired my phone via the Bluetooth nice. thing so I can you know I can accept calls and nice. I can do a hands-free calling um you know already got you know the iPod feature figured out for uh you know for the phone via Bluetooth don't need any cords or any of that kind right. of stuff you just Bluetooth right. it right into right. uh right into the dash which that part's great can control everything from the steering nice. wheel don't have to take your hands off the wheel don't have to worry about any of that safe driving yeah no it's I awesome like it. I, I like uh, it not been texting, you know, and it, you know I'm big on that. So, well, as you as you get into a new car, this is a great time for you to be like, yo, better, uh, better, better driving habits. No texting. Yes. Don't eat in this car because no. I'm sure you haven't done that yet. Have not done it. Going to be tough, man. That's a tough thing for you. I was telling you know we all had lunch uh, together yesterday before heading over to the Charge game, which was awesome. I sat at courtside yesterday, and yeah. let me tell you, Quinn Cook, watching him there, you can tell it's like, okay, dude, you're something else. And that uh, baller and Moreland, yeah, is Eric like, Moreland, yeah. uh, Eric. 
What's his first name? Mm-hmm. That guy, too. You, again, watching him on the court, you're like, okay, yeah, 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 you're special. Seven in a row, Canton Charger pulled Look off, man. Game on Tuesday, game on Saturday, too. And that's it. That's and that right. wraps up the home games until we uh, until we hopefully make a push to the playoffs. The Hashtag playoff charge up, Yeah, dude. let's hope so. Yeah, it was exciting. It was exciting yesterday. Yeah, that game was awesome. But, you know, I was telling your girlfriend at lunch yesterday um, that this is like the first new car, and again, it's not brand new, but like my first new car where I'm a non-smoker like that I would care about. Like all the cars I've had since I'm moving home, I didn't really care about. You know what I mean? So now it's like, that's nice. It's yeah, nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, and yeah, the non, the eating, it, it's, it, I just, I wonder, I'm very interested to see how long I can make it. I mean, the thing I'm going to say about it is, is you're going to do it once and you're going to be like, oh, dude, it's okay. It's not that big of a deal. I didn't get anything anywhere. And then you're going to get in the habit of it. And then there's going to be lettuce underneath your seat. You know yeah. what I mean? And you don't want that in a new car. I'm more worried about coffee than anything else. Okay. I even think that, I, and I know, and I have no, I have no previous history that would prove this, but I think I can keep like a bag of food closed between, you know, that fast food place and my home. Okay. I think I could. You I know? could, yeah, hypothetically. I could do <laughs> that, right? Technically, it's Jeez. possible, man. Jeez. No, but um, I, yeah, I think, but I worry about coffee spilling. Because yeah. once you get that in there, like, I already have, like, I got, like, wipes in it. Like, I already put those in the center console case. Anything. No dust. Yeah, I shall have no dust. Yeah, no, it, it, it's such a good feeling. Well, and no, it's nice to have, I got to like, be careful, though, man. The thing's quick. It's nice to have, like, pride in something. It's nice to be like, oh, my yeah. God, I don't feel embarrassed to be driving in this. Yes. Because let's be real about that you can't last put a price car. on that. That last car for both of us, dude. Like, I mean, mm. it, yeah, just, mm. you know, you're driving around in a, in a clunker. Like, yeah, that sucks, We dude. both had, thank God, we got hired cars. Well, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And at this point, you know, God, radio is so sad to have cars that you're actually like, dude, this is a decent automobile. No, it's a game changer, man. So honestly, congratulations. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm glad you feel good about the purchase and I'm glad, uh, no, I'm glad it, you got it, done. It went really good. So I went, like I said, I went over to Wakeham and I met with Craig and uh, he hooked me up with one of his salespeople. And do they do a good job at the matching of that? Like they hooked me up right. with this woman, Karen, who was fantastic. I, uh, it was inside their Ford store. I know I ended up buying a Honda, but, you know, I dealt with Karen right. from their Ford store. And uh, find me exactly what I wanted. You know what I mean? I I I, and I feel bad. I mean, I drove like a million things, but I uh, and she was like, "This is my job. I'm yeah, you know I'm, I'm here to show you." That. And uh, so you know, it was good. It was finally good to take care of that problem and like you know put it to bed. So. Did you? Uh, so you, you test drove a thousand other things. Did you have that 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 moment of like, oh my god, I bought the wrong car? Because I no. feel like that's a part okay. of every every car purchase I've ever made in my life. Is like, oh my god, did I buy the wrong car? So here's the thing: I actually was put into a situation like that, and I thought I was going to have this problem. Okay. So like I said, they hooked me up with this salesperson, Karen. And I needed some paperwork, and I thought I had it with me, and I didn't. It was still here at the building. Mm-hmm. And I, again, don't have a car, and there I was at the dealership, and she's like, oh, just take mine, run to your you know, building, and then come back with the paperwork. Okay. And she has a really nice car. She has a really nice Nissan Maxima. And I've always kind of been like, oh, you know, that's a car I would think about buying. And so on our way here, or on my way here, and then on my way back, I was like, well, dude, I'm going to buy this car today, and I'm going to drive out of there wishing I had her Right, car. right, right. You know what I mean? I was like, well, this is, you know, and then on my way home, Did I was like- Did you make like, her an offer? <laughs> No, <laughs> no. I did say I was like, you know, I really like your car. But on my way home, I thought about it. I started looking. I was like, no, honestly, 
I am very happy with this purchase. So that made that put me at ease because there you are. She had like something you know brand new, you know within a couple of years right. of what I just bought. And so it's like they're comparable cars, right? And right, so right, I was right. like, okay. And so when I went home, I was like, I'm I don't have envy at all. I'm very happy with what I got. Now here's the thing: I haven't owned, like, really owned. Anything non Honda since I was like nineteen. Like I've been pretty brand loyal. Like I just always happen to like fall into them. I dude, I've driven Buicks my entire life. So I guess you know you get you get on something early in life, and you know you're like, dude, I really like blondes with big boobs. That's gonna be my thing. And it's <laughs> yeah, like, you stuck with those next, too. Next next thing you know, you're like, all right, well, this is the life I've chosen for myself. So, yeah, absolutely. Have you had have you had the all American moment yet? Have Which you one's had that? the dude? You take the new ride out, you get a little bit of born to be wild rocking, and then the dude windows down, a little too cold. Ah, son you of know a what bitch. I mean? Um, I've only had the. Here's the weird thing. All right, I will give you a weird fact about the new car. <laughs> but a weird fact about the new car: I've only had one passenger in it. And it was your girlfriend. Jeez, I, that's the Jeez. only that's the only person that's gone for a ride so far. Yesterday, like I said, we all went to lunch, and then uh, Fantone had to head over to the Civic Center a yeah. little early, to, you know, to handle the uh, the mic work for the Canton Charge game. So then, uh, you know, uh, your girlfriend and I rode over to uh, you know the venue together. Well, there you go. It's only three miles. Don't worry about <laughs> so, it. No big deal. Don't worry about it. Got a new car. Put my girlfriend in it, dude. I'm glad. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you got this new ride. I'm yeah. glad you feel good about it. That's and, awesome. Uh, I'm glad I don't have to pick you up anymore, buddy. Yeah, no, that that's nice. <laughs> Honestly, when I woke up this morning, I was like, oh, thank God, like that. And again, that ride into work this morning actually felt great. So again, uh, I want to thank everybody over at Wakeham Auto for making that situation really, really, really easy on me. All right. Um, uh, so people, well, Brown's Twitter, all the rage over some moves that happened over the weekend. I want to examine this before we talk to Scott from Winning for Next Year at 8 o'clock. So we'll, uh, we'll handle all things to World Prior next. Hang on. 6-9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9, 930. We'll send you to see Tesla up at the Hard Rock Roxino, Northfield Park. That show will be April 29th. We'll get you hooked up around 930 on that. Nice. Yeah, man. I got to tell you, I've always really liked that band. Edison's Medicine, Modern Day Cowboy. Yeah, I'll take them. It's good stuff. We'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com at 8 o'clock, and I can't wait to do so because there's a lot of stuff going on in sports. I saw your Cavs loss last night. You, uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, I know I'm going to ask you the question. You're going to say no. No worry there uh, at all. I mean, um, uh, concern in the sense of, I think over the last 10 games, Cavs have lost six of them. I mean, you're playing a lot of games out on the road, so it's always going to be tough. You're adding new pieces to the puzzle, it seems like, every day with the Cavs, and Larry Sanders is the uh, the next rumored name swirling the drain. How you feel about that one? You like that one? Dude, you got to get a big guy in there, and Larry Sanders Sanders is just as viable as any other option you're going to put in front of me. So the guy's played in big NBA games. The guy's had some experience, and it's probably why you see somebody like that as opposed to Eric Moreland from the charge is you want somebody with NBA experience out there. So Larry Sanders is as good, I would as, imagine, yeah. as, good as anyone else. Um, but the, the frustrating thing as a Cavs fan right now is uh, I just feel like they're playing with a lack of intensity. And I know we're kind of at the point where it's like, dude, I just want the playoffs to be here. And listen, so do I. But you guys got to go play basketball. Seem like seem like nobody seem like nobody. If the trying playoffs to were here right now, I don't think. I mean, right? I well, mean, well, I mean, that's the thing is. Well, we'll turn it on, and you see the same thing with Golden State right now too. We'll turn it on one game and prove to me that can be done. I think the Cavs are like twenty eighth in the league right now when it comes to def- to the defense, and the the, the Warriors are like twenty eight in the league when it comes to uh, offense. So it's like it seems like everything's kind of on its head right now in the NBA, and uh, it just you know, like I said, you you can think that like, oh well, when the when the postseason gets here, we'll start playing, but. Like, guys, come on. Mm. 
Start playing. Start playing defense. Get try to go get a rebound. You know, I'm annoyed with the NBA actually. Okay. And I was real quick to defend LeBron James for sitting games and resting. Okay. You know, um, but Saturday night. The NBA had a premier, what should have been a premier game in the Golden State Warriors versus the San Antonio Spurs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, Saturday night, I don't have to wake up Sunday. I'm going to order, you know, order yeah, some good food. Yeah. I'll get a couple of good beers out of the fridge and I'll sit down and I'll watch this game. It's going to be awesome. Exactly what the NBA wanted you to do. Right. Like, you know, As a casual NBA fan, now you got me. I want to watch this. Hey, it's the middle of winter. Everywhere it's cold. You know, you, you might as well just stay home and watch this hoops. You know, watch some right. hoops. You know, like, uh, yeah, that's exactly what they want you to do. That's exactly, I mean, those are the kind of eyeballs you're trying to get on your product. Right. And so then I go online and I start like looking for the time it's going to start and you know you're checking Twitter and all that stuff and it's like nobody's playing. And it's like okay, well then I'm not going to watch I am I'm not. I'm not enough of an NBA fan for me to watch you know Golden State Warriors second string go up against the San Antonio Spurs. I'm not doing that. I don't think I, I don't know if anybody's necessarily going to be that much of an NBA fan where it's like dude, if I'm watching a subpar product, why would I why would I watch this? And I, I got to tell you it. I I I think not that they got a panic or anything, but Adam Silver and the NBA have to be concerned about the fact on Saturday night, primetime television, your premier network in the in ABC, I think it was, two of your best teams in your league, and it's an unwatchable product because nobody plays. Right. They're gonna, they, and again, I get resting. I do. I under, look at what happened with Durant, and I don't want it to happen with LeBron. So I understand it on that level. But when you start talking from a fan aspect, it does kind of suck. Well, I it guess, sucks. I guess there's a couple of different perspectives that we can look at it from. Number one being teams. Number two being the fans. Number three being the NBA. Kind of, you know, uh, the third party there. Where, uh, from a team perspective, of course I understand wrestling. It makes all the sense yeah. in the world. We know that these are throwaway games. And you can say, oh, no, there's no throwaway game. It but ain't if, Little League. Right, there are throwaway if, games. If you're being a realistic, you know, uh, manager of a team, somebody who's in charge of the, of the winning of a team, yeah, you want your guys rested, come playoff time. You do. That's just the truth of it. So from that perspective, I understand it. Obviously, from the fans, it sucks sometimes, dude, because you, you, you paid money for that ticket. And how yeah. many times have you heard the story of like, oh, my God, these people drove 700 miles to come to this game because they love LeBron so much. And it's like, well, I get that. That sucks. But also from the fan perspective, I'm more than me seeing LeBron play basketball or my kids seeing LeBron play basketball. I want the Cavs to win a championship. That's the truth for me. Maybe it's different for every fan. Maybe some fans would rather have LeBron play in front if of their If you were kid. a new dad, it would be different. But that's not enough to go that way. But I'll tell you who I think about. It's not just the dad. It's not just the 8-year-old. I worry about the head of sales from ABC who's going to Tide, McDonald's, and all these places saying, hey, give us $10 million, and then all of a sudden now the product's unwatchable. Right. That's kind of the NBA perspective there of like, well, we have to have that balancing act of like we have to have a watchable product, but you can't start managing a sports team or franchise or 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 league based on fan wants. It, I, I You can't yes. let the fans coach the team. You can't let the no, but there's a middle ground here because you're right, you can't let the fans coach. But if you ignore the fan too long, I mean, where do they think that money comes from? Like where do they think the te- why is the TV money worth it? It's because of the fan. Who do you think's buying those shoes? <laughs> Steph? It's the fan. So, like, I understand, yes, you can't give the fan all the control. You know I would never vote for that. But at some point, you have to continue to respect their attention because that's what employs you. 
Like, there are plenty of days, and I know sometimes, and I know some of you are going to say, you don't always talk about what I care about. Can't please all people at all times. But there are plenty of days where I would rather be talking about other things. But I choose, I, you know, you try to pick and choose what the, bro- what the broadest net will be because it, I have to respect your attention. You have a million of options of what you can listen to on the way to work. I just pray that it's this one. Yeah, anybody in the business of holding attention, it's a balancing act at all times. Because, yeah. yes, we want the broadest net possible. At the same time, how you many times... You don't want a solo. Well, and how many times has has management or some radio dude told you, well, don't always go lowest common denominator. You don't just want to be that Build, show. Cultivate a better audience. So, it's, yes. you know, it's, 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 it's a constant balancing act there. And I understand why all three of those, you know, whether it's from the advertisers in the NBA, whether it's the fans or the teams, you gotta, you know, you gotta balance it out, right? It's a tough thing to do. Because I agree with you, man. Saturday night sucked. It did. It sucked. It should have... Been, I just wanted you know, to sit something. there, drink the rest of the beer in right. my fridge, eat a good right. slice of pizza and watch what should have been, honestly, a look at what could be the Western Conference Finals, right? Exactly. And I know now, now you hear all this. Well, it's a psychological advantage not to play. You know what's a psychological advantage? Stepping out of the court, imposing your will, and kicking somebody's ass. If you ask me, that's a better way to go. For, you know, to build your, you know, the fear in your opponent for you know when you see him in the playoffs is by kicking their ass. That would just be me. But again, I'm never going to be an NBA player. I'm never even going to be no. able to afford to be able to sit behind the bench. No, no. So you know what I mean? I don't know. I got him those Canton Charge tickets <laughs> yeah, yesterday. You damn don't right let you him. Did. Don't let him fool you. And you paid for lunch. <laughs> and he paid for lunch. Look at that. All right. I want to get into this Terrell Pryor thing before we talk to Scott. And we'll, uh, so, you know, Scott from waitingfornextyear.com will do okay. so at eight. But, you know, Terrell Pryor became the new pay the man mm-hmm. for Brown's Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I just disagreed with it from the beginning. And I kept hearing, I kept asking people why. And they said, well, they have $100 million in cap space. Why not? And spending money for the sake of spending money never seemed worth it to me. No. And again, I want you to understand that I think Terrell Pryor is going to end up being a halfway decent wide receiver in the NFL. He'll have a halfway decent career. And so it's not that he sucks and screw him, see ya. But I said this last week, if it, if we're talking about a couple of million dollars, just a handful, of like two, three, four million dollars, then it's on prior. Then take the team-friendly deal. You have to understand who you are. You're not Antonio Brown. And moreover... The Browns aren't the Pittsburgh Steelers. See, Steelers need Antonio Brown because you have a pretty good roster. You're making playoff pushes. You you know what I mean? I, like, So you need to keep that guy. Where the Browns are kind of still trying to figure out who they're going to be. So just paying overpriced for that position, for a guy that's learning the position, seemed crazy to me. I think the first thing that always comes to mind with Terrell Pryor and the Browns is the very obvious love affair that the Browns fans have with the local boy story. And time and time again, you'll see it. And whether it's Brian Hoyer or Terrell Pryor being a Buckeye, and that's really a huge part of it, is Browns fans love being Buckeye honks. Love it, love it, love it. If he played at Auburn, we're not even having this conversation. And, and, you know, Mitch Trubisky, I think, is another prime example. of Like, oh, dude, he's going to sell Roman burgers. we got to get him on the Brown. I agree. And I understand that because, like, let's be real. What else have Browns fans had to embrace in the past? You know, is 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 is, is what else? That's the best story you got is because that's all you got. But you're right. You, you know, if you played college anywhere else, you're not having this conversation. And the thing that kind of makes me scratch my head here, though, is that like Troll Pryor, 
obviously, I think, is a capable wide receiver. I think he's going to go on to not be a number one. And I think with the Browns getting Kenny Britt, probably a replaceable wide receiver. Um, I like Kenny Britt. I think he's... I, he had a pretty good year last year, on, you know what I mean, quietly. I, I read an article. He's like a statistical doppelganger for Terrell Pryor. We're like, they're very comparable is that wide right? receivers. Yeah, they're okay. very... Skill set is similar. You know, their, 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 their completion okay. rate is, is similar. So, all right, that's all, that's all great to me. But with the Browns making their recent move of paying $16 million for a second round draft or second round pick in next year's draft. So that's worth 16 million, but Terrell Pryor's not. Terrell Pryor's like a proven dude that you know can play. I worry that Terrell Pryor looks so good because of what he was standing next to. You ever, see, you ever see six girls at the bar? Of course. And they all look kind of good, but of one of them's a 10 and the rest are sixes. And you get her by herself and she's actually a seven. Seven and, and a half. And it's just because she yeah. was standing next to fours, right? No. I, 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 think, I think there's a little bit of that with okay. Pryor. Yeah. And I felt like if we're only a few million away, then... then you got to be the one that bends because the club's holding the cards. I get that they're the Browns and it's a laughable franchise and everybody's going to go, well, it's the Browns. Why should he do that? But guys, he's going to Washington where three days ago the quarterback's begging, saying, beg, trade me, saying I'll never sign a long-term deal here as long as the guy who's running the operation is running the operation. They just fired their GM publicly and then blamed it on his drinking, just didn't even try to hide that. I mean, like the stuff, I mean, the, the place he's going, like that tells me who Terrell Pryor is. I'm sorry, it does. It tells me who he is. He's making more money, correct? Yeah. So, well, at the end of the day, dude. I get it. You have to. If you've got a three-year NFL contract like Terrell Pryor honestly probably does, a three-, four-year deal that he's going to be able to, how many years is he going to play? Well, dude, you got to go make more money. Let me you see here. To. You have to. He got $6 million and a chance to make $2 million more in incentives. And a $3 million signing bonus. Now, he, now the story had been that he didn't give the Browns a chance after the Redskins. They, he did. They came back. And they just said, look, we don't. We don't we, and again, they got Kenny Britt. And they think that they can do this with Kenny Britt. And I can't argue it. Every time, again, I've said this last week. And, I, and again, I watched a bunch of shows over the weekend. People are still calling the Browns really, really smart. Constantly. So I'm going to ride with it. Now, I have Kenny Britt. He says, you know, via Twitter. Kenny Britt underscore 18. He says, people ask me, why Cleveland? My answer is, why not Cleveland? Why not go somewhere to make a change and start something new? Hashtag be part of something special. Now, this is what guys are going to say, yeah. right? But, but still, it's hard not to hate that yeah. answer. It's right? good. It's all good. And uh, I did hear Jay Glazer say about the offensive lineman that we signed from Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. He says, I, he, he was saying, he goes, I love that pickup by Cleveland. And I, I wouldn't have thought about this from the position. He's like, but that guy changes cultures in locker rooms. I was like, okay, all right. That's Jay Glazer, who's pretty tied into the NFL. I'll, I'll, you know, I just, I'm hoping that he's right about that. And uh, you know, I read a little bit at Cleveland.com about him, and uh, that guy said, look, I came here because I believe in you. I, I, I knew nothing about the dude, but by Kevin just looks. What was the name? Zeitler, uh, I think. Just by looks alone, by changing culture, I mean, I assume you mean that, like, cutting the sleeves off of his shirts and putting dippers in, because that dude, he just looks like, he looks like, like T County to me, dude. He really does. I will also say about Terrell Pryor that it was always head scratching for me last year that every DB talked about how he was trash coming into the game and after the game was over. They all talked about how he was like he was getting this attention that he shouldn't have been getting, and he's not that good. And at the end of the day, he's going to end up being, you know, a jag, just a guy. And uh, you know, 
I don't know if there's something, but it seems weird that every defense said it about him. Now, the thing I'll say about that is you didn't have very much to trash talk with last year with the Cleveland Browns. It's like, okay. dude, why are you picking on, you know? So highlight this one so thing. There's the one good guy that we okay. can talk trash on, possibility. Um, before we get off the Browns, and I know we're up against it, I just read this article on Cleveland.com, and it said, Josh Gordon returning to Browns, question mark. It would still be, he'd still be a Brown if he came back this year. He, re- he reapplied. Yeah, but he, how you many know. times am I going to dance with this kid? I don't know. You know what I mean? I like, don't know. Again, as, as one of the biggest pro-weed supporters there is, if you're talking, if my, if my company came to me and we were talking millions of dollars of salary, I'd find a way to be all right without it. Yeah. 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 Especially for the short window you have. Yeah. And if you can't do that, I think it says something about your character and who you are as a person. I really do. I really do. Now, I think those guys should be able to smoke weed for, you know what I mean, for medicinal purposes and to get over things. And if it, you know, gets them off of painkillers, whatever. But the rule stands, you're not allowed. And somebody who cannot get that weed under control, when you can't get that under control to make that kind of money, it's like, uh, I can't be crippled by the thought of you succeeding somewhere else. I'm kind of done with the stress. Go succeed somewhere else. That's how I feel right now. Scott probably has a take that's going to make me change my mind. We'll talk to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com. We'll do so at 8 o'clock. 9.30, we'll uh, get you hooked up with Tesla tickets and more Stansberry show headed your way next. Hang on. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. 9.30, we'll send you to see Tesla up at the Hard Rock Rock Casino. That show's April 29th. I want to remind you, this Friday, St. Patrick's Day, you can join us as we uh, start broadcasting live at 6 a.m. up at the Tilted Kilt, Belden Village. They're going to open up early. Obviously, have some breakfast specials for you as well. We'll be passing out some pint glasses. Millersburg Brewing Company, part of that with us uh, as well. That's going to be fun stuff. And a uh, bright and early broadcast at the Tilted Kilt. It flies in the face of everything your wife has told you. I'm like, ah, I just can't be beautiful this early in the morning, dude. Tilted Kilt girls, they'll be hot. It'll be 6 a.m. Nice That's to see right. that. That's right. And if not, we'll just get you so drunk you go home and you think your wife's cute. <laughs> Also, noon to 2 on St. Patrick's Day, we'll be at the Canton Brewing Company as well. All day, we'll have Rock on the Range tickets for you. That show's sold out. You can win your way in via the St. Patrick's Day parties. And again, starting 6 a.m., Tilt the Kilt. Now, that's early. You know what I mean? It's early for a lot of people. And especially, you know, with today, you know, daylight savings time. And I'll never understand how this is hard for people. I will never get it. It's an hour one way or the other it's only one if it were eight hours forward or eight hours back and the next day you were like jesus my clock's messed up i could get it it's a 60 minutes i don't get it it's not jet lag you're right i mean it's not the amount of adults i see complain about this it's like (laughs) could this maybe be why some of the other stuff in your life isn't going great Could it be if you can't get an hour under your belt? Yeah, because let's be real. I mean, on a standard typical day, if I normally get eight hours of sleep, which most adults probably don't, I know I do. But I bet the average is five and a half. And I got seven. It's not like I can like come into work and be like, "Oh, I'm so not gonna be able to make it today, buddy." Yeah, just don't know if I. You're gonna have to carry it all today. Don't know if I can adult today. (laughs) And like, yeah, that's a good point. uh, uh, That is a good point. That is a good point. It's an hour either way, and if you can't get. I'm the laziest son of a bitch alive. <laughs> I have the easiest job ever. And I still, and I wake up ass early in the morning to yeah, do my job. Yeah. And I can still, an hour either way doesn't affect me at all. 
Now, I will say yesterday, throughout the day, there was numerous times I said to myself, like, oh my God, I can't believe it's noon. Oh my God, I can't believe it's five. Oh my God, I can't believe it's already 7 I was aware of it. Right. But that's not the same thing as like, oh, I'm so tired. Like, fin- like I crawled into bed around 7 p.m. last night. Right. I tried to go to bed around 8, to like fall asleep around 8, but I was like, ah, go, you know, getting bed a little early. And it was still like pretty light out and I was like, you know, all this stuff. And I was like, okay. And so I was aware, yes, all day that, that it, you know, it was an hour difference. But my internal clock feels no different today than it felt yesterday, the day before, the day before that because it's an hour. <laughs> like, I don't get it. Like, Yeah, your body doesn't know that the time change. You know, but your body doesn't know that. So it's going to go to sleep and wake up when it when it normally does. I mean, in the amount of time it takes for a news magazine show to run on television, that's going to change. Like I said, if it was eight hours, I could totally understand it Four, even. I'd be like, okay, I can get it. Exactly. It's like an hour of a news program. Like, oh, my God. Hey, there's this thing on Newsweek I want to watch. So I'm going to stay up an hour later. It's not going to ruin my week. It's not going to. You'll get sucked in. To an hour's worth of storage wars. One more episode, dude. One more episode. One more episode. We're staying up. Right. Yeah. Nobody has pity for you then. Now I, all of a sudden it's like. Oh, I, but I'm supposed to look at you and be and not like call you out on your like. All right, we. There's multiple people who work here in this yeah. building, and it's like the most educated person yeah. that works mornings here. Well spoken, the whole thing. She was like the one person's like, oh my gosh, I'm like so screwed up today, and I was like. And I was like, wait a minute. It's routinely suggested that you're more of an adult than all of us combined. And not even by her, but by her boss. It's like routinely suggested that like she's like the so well put together. All this stuff is like, wait a minute. You can't get an hour? I don't understand adults complaining about this. I don't get it. If you're in if you're a high school kid, totally. It's your job yeah, to kind of be complain, lazy and sleep too much. And, yeah. yeah. Um, now, I, I guess you're going to read all these articles today about, like, you know, uh, productivity is down without, across the country because of daylight savings. No, Accidents you're using it up. as an excuse for it. Accidents go up. There will be, these articles will sure. exist. Yeah. Now, no, tomorrow I, we'll talk about I it. I agree with you. Not that big of a deal. But at the same time, should it exist? Should we be doing this daylight savings thing? Or should it just it's be It's all the time about farmers, right? Well, dude, it's not 1873 anymore. So I don't understand why it's all about farmers. Like, uh, what difference? does it make we all have uh, the uh, the uh, the ability to light our homes so you're under the impression that it should be one time it's uh, yes one time year now round. how do you feel about time zones um well that's a different that's a different thing that we're talking about yeah because because of, the, because of the rotation of the earth and sunlight exactly this is just this is just like an arbitrary decision that we made for farmers when farming was the backbone of our economy no longer is that the case not dude. Even close. farmers i mean it's let's not, let's be real the 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 the, the, the complex farming like industrial like machine isn't waking up when the rooster crows that thing's going 24/7 dude those you know it's not like it's like farmer john's waking up to go milk the cows. Well, hold on. Do you know that or are you just assuming? I'm just asking. Well, I'm not on you. Va- I'm asking. The vast majority of our food is brought to you by like an industrial farm. Very, very rarely is it anymore. Like it's just, you know. It's now the Walmart. It's not, right? it's not Farmer Brown out there getting you your, your okay. pork cutlet. These are pigs that are in a in a, an assembly line. I mean, well, here's the thing. If you feel strongly about one time and not moving, I don't care either way. Yeah, it I think doesn't, we should do away with You it. know, like I said, it doesn't, the hour isn't going, it's not like I'm like, well, I got an extra hour of sleep. No, you no, didn't. didn't. No, you didn't. I mean, you didn't really.
You know what I mean? And I just will never understand. Man, I slept through my alarm because of, because of no, you didn't. You slept through your alarm because you're the kind of person who sleeps through your alarm. And I and again, and I feel very judgmental saying this given the state of which my life is in. But if you're having a problem with daylight savings time, I'm telling you, that's indicative of why you have other problems in your life. We'll talk to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com. Get his take on what the Browns are doing and the Cavs situation at eight o'clock, nine thirty. You get Tesla tickets and more. Sansbury Show next. Hang on. Oh six nine. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We'll send you to see Tesla at 9.30. That show's going to be at the Hard Rock Roxino. April 29th, we'll get you in 9.30. Also talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com at 8 o'clock. Get a uh, roundup of all things sports. If you weren't listening this morning, you may have missed, uh, I just bought a new car, and I know a lot of you are going to be car shopping. And so the idea of taking out a loan can be a little daunting, that feeling. Let me suggest... CSE Federal Credit Union to you. Not going to cost you a thing to talk to them about your loan options. Or to maybe even get pre-approved. So whether you're looking for a new ride, joy ride, maybe even a secondary vehicle, ATV, motorcycle, anything you're looking for. You know, well, yeah, it's getting ready to be motorcycle season here, or at least we hear uh, sometime soon. You need a loan, check out CSE. You can do so online, CSEFCU.com. You know, speaking of the weather, and that change in Fantone, yeah. you know, I hear 10 inches of snow is possible over the Jeez. next couple of days in Northeast Ohio. Now, uh, according to my iPhone, our snow looks like it might start around, they say maybe four or five, but it seems like eight, nine o'clock tonight is when it's actually going to start here. We have like a 90% chance of snow now again, just according to my iPhone. Chief meteorologist iPhone right there. That's, that's right. That's which, right. And that's all Jeff Tanchek's doing, too. They pretend like there's like these big fancy computers and like, oh, the Doppler, Doppler. radar 3800 machine. Oh, dude, more Doppler. And it's like, shut up. Nobody cares. You got it on your iPhone. Um, I uh, I just, dude, I'm glad you got an automobile that works. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like driving in, in snow is is, is 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 it sucks. And I'm glad uh, I'm glad I'm glad you're not going to be ditched yeah. out somewhere. Got new stuff there. Yeah, yeah I'm very happy about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks again to Wakeham Auto for that, by the way. I uh, found myself a 2013 Honda Accord. Very, very, very happy. Um, so we will get you hooked up with Tesla tickets. We'll do so at 930. Wait do you hear this. Mm-hmm. I uh, Again, going back to spending some money. Now, I understand. Tightening the belt is responsible, okay? Yeah. Um, not spending money, you know, just at will, it, it will help you, all right? And so I understand that it's tough <laughs> to make a living and pay for everything and kids and all this stuff. I get it, right? So cutting corners financially is something I would support, but you got to pick and choose very carefully where you do it. It's hard to do sometimes because you're in this, you know, position of like money is a very, you know, fleeing thing. You don't have it for very long. So sometimes it just feels like, dude, I have cash right now. I should spend it. Just spend it cuz you know sooner or later something something's going to screw me out of this. Some sort of fee or fine or something. Some tax is going to get this out of my pocket. And I want to spend it on something I want. I, and I want it now. So sometimes that happens. And so when you add then a physical insecurity that you would like fixed and the desire not to have to spend money, strange and bad things can happen. Okay. 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 And orthodontists around the country are warning people, stop doing do-it-yourself dental procedures. These are on the rise as more and more people are looking to get dental work done but don't have the money. The American Association of Orthodontists, the AAO. Yeah, that's right. I knew that. Kidding. (laughs) The AAO recently reported that up to 20% of the members of their orthodontist have seen patients who have attempted DIY teeth straightening. Wow. Wow. Straightening. 
Now, I would imagine that whitening was a big thing to DIY sure. back in the day before, like, Crest came out with these strips and, like, all sure. this stuff. They say rubber bands, dental floss, fishing line, and paper clips are some of the biggest materials used for at-home straightening. Now, what happens is, is that we live in the, you know, WebMD, mm-hmm. YouTube world. Mm-hmm. So people are, like, looking up videos on YouTube. They're seeing these things and then doing it. And I would imagine that some of these videos that they're finding on YouTube, these people are being facetious and wanting to see what people will believe, and people are believing it. Well, at the very least, I mean, if you're the kind of person who's going to be dumb enough to be like, "Yeah, I'm going to uh, try to try to try to do dental surgery on myself," you're just uh, somebody's going to make a video, yeah, that's just as dumb as you. Like, hey, this is how you do it. Um, I, 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 I guess I'm not surprised if like there was a story of, "Hey, this one person did this." I'd be like, "Oh yeah, people are crazy." But dude, if orthodontists on a regular basis are seeing this happen, dude, that's that's a sad. State of affairs for America. Like, what do we do? Why don't you just go to the dentist? Twenty percent of the members in the American Association of Orthodontists report having wow. seen this. Wow! So think about how many people that is per orthodontist, right? I mean, right. those you extrapolate those numbers. That's going to get. It's going to be pretty big. And then think about how many people who have done this uh, procedure to themselves and thought they were quote unquote successful, therefore didn't go to the dentist. You know, and they, they haven't seen a dentist. So there's people out there who have done these surgeries on themselves, and well, good enough. Go back to my life. Are right. you kidding me? They say it's a shame when somebody comes in after attempting uh, you know, DIY orthodontic treatment, and then they determine that the damage that they have done to their teeth is so bad that it can't be turned around. They said, by the time a lay person, that means us dumbasses, recognize something is wrong with their teeth, it may uh, not be reversible. Even with the professional help, they say there, the cost of dealing with replacing a lost tooth can easily exceed twenty grand over a lifetime and certainly be uh, you know, much less than ideal, they say. And here's the thing. You also don't realize how like, your body's connected. You know what I mean? Right. I know there's that song from when you were a kid. But right. poor dental health can lead to you know, heart problems and like, all this other stuff. And... Like I said, I understand cutting corners, but there's just certain things you don't do on your own, right? Yeah, and dental work, any medical procedure is like, really a, 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 a terrible idea to do on your own. It's tax season right now. So somebody's saying to me, you're going to do your own taxes to save yourself the money of somebody doing your taxes? Okay, now look, I'm going to take it to somebody, have it prepared that way. If something goes wrong, I have a, you know, a line of defense and, you know, and it wasn't my like, calculator. But if you said to me, ah, dude, I just file an EZ form, it's not right. that hard, I'll do it myself, I'll right. save myself the money, I'm with that. I totally understand that. That's commonplace. You could get me on that, all right? I'm more likely to go to a place to have it done, but I could understand saving that money. But if you're going to say to me you're going to save money by operating on your teeth, I mean, that's your mouth. Everybody can see it. Well, not only can everybody see it, but like, I mean, this isn't like removing stitches or something that's very basic. Like, I mean, yeah, there's plenty of things I think, you know, uh, old wives tales will take care of. You can kind of, you know, administer some sort of care at home, but we're talking about a procedure in your mouth. Like there's no, you have zero expertise there either. You know how painful it can be. You're obviously already dealing with something that's horribly painful and you're going to start rooting around in your mouth with like, what, what kind of tools are you using? You're just using a butter knife. Like what are you, I mean, honest to God, what are you using? I would also say, 
that most times when you try to cut corners and save money, you end up costing yourself more money. This is a lot like, I'll pay the cable bill next month. All right, well, now you owe this month and next month, and then, you know, you know, they tack on fees for, you know, paying late. You end up paying more money in the end. The damage you can do obviously can be extensive and obviously is going to cost more than just having it done yourself. And like, let's be real about like the concept of, 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 of working in a sterile environment and making sure that you don't get an infection and stuff like that. Like you have zero expertise in that. What are you, I mean, what are you using? Like a steak knife that you, you pour bleach on or something? Like what are you using to, 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 to fix your teeth? It's an, it, it, it's a, God. It's kind of like a helpless feeling. Like I have, you know, crowns. And so like I was at the Agora a few weeks ago bartending and, you know, one of the other bartenders, you know, brought in dinner. So I like took a bite out of something and it came out and I freaked out because I was like, well, it's the weekend. I can't go see my dentist. Like, you know, what what the hell am I going to do? And so I did. I ended up Googling like, what do you do here? Right. And I didn't even know about, like, there's, like, you can go to the store and you can actually buy it. It's, like, dental paste, and you put it in, and they can stick your crown back on. Now, it tells you, even the product selling it to you says, this is not a fix. This is a temporary solution until you can see your orthodontist, which, of course. And I don't know why people would mess with stuff like that. Now, I mean, obviously, you know, there's going to be, like, emergency situations where you have no option other than that. I know they've got those emergency dentists or whatever, but this is obviously a chronic problem that these people have been having where it's like, I've been dealing with this problem. Like, you you can't even prescribe yourself antibiotics, so if you've got an infection, which odds are you do, if if you're not going to a doctor or a dentist or something, you're not going to a doctor for something. So like that's fair. And, and, it's and, fair estimation. And now you're just shoving a pencil in your tooth trying to fix it. So God. a lot of what people are trying to do is straighten their teeth, and so or maybe you know close gaps in your front teeth, right? Okay. And I can understand that, you know. But one of these guys, an orthodontist, is telling this story in this article I'm reading about a patient who kept using rubber bands, okay, to like straighten the teeth out, and he thought they were just falling off nightly. And I was like, well, they're probably not falling off. You're probably swallowing them. But it turns out, no, it's worse than that. They started moving up into the gums. Uh, like they started growing into the gums of his teeth. Uh, and they're now at the root. And they've killed both of his teeth, both of his front teeth. Just take him out and get dentures at that point, like right? The, yeah. Well, at oh, some point, wow. yeah, just have the, yeah, just have, you know, the uh, dentist or the dentist, whoever does it, like saw off half your teeth and All put, right. yeah, put fakes in. Jeez. At some point, what else would you do? Like I said, I get cutting corners. I understand, you know, not having a ton of money to be able to do everything. But like medical procedures is one of those things. Let somebody who's been trained in that handle that. Just goes to show you. Now, don't get me wrong. I obviously understand like, you know, somebody gets diagnosed with cancer and it's like, well, that's going to bankrupt the family. But it just goes to show you how like bunk the medical system is in America right now where people I mean, we're talking about teeth. Like we're talking about fluoride. We're talking about t- floss. And, and they're <laughs> they do terrible. It is. Th- that's terrifying. Like, again, I would never think about doing at-home dentistry. Never. Never. Would never cross my mind. I would probably, in tooth pain, some of the worst pain, I know, uh, obviously labor, but like tooth pain is some of the worst pain you can go through. And I would live through that before taking like a wrench or something and like taking a tooth out of my head. (laughs) Jesus. Good Lord. All right. All things uh, come back into style. Things, you know, things get popular, then they go out, and then they come back in style. One of the things that I guarantee you will be coming back in style is asking people what their sign is. I'll explain that next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show, Rock 106.9. 9.30, we'll send you to see Tesla. And again, join us Friday. 
as we broadcast live at the Tilted Kilt starting 6 a.m. for St. Patrick's Day. That'll be a good time. I believe it's like the first 100 people through the door get a pint glass. That's awesome. Yeah, it's good stuff. We'll also have Rock on the Range tickets to pass out as well. We'll be there Friday morning at the Tilted Kilt starting at 6. Be there until 10 a.m. doing the show live. And then at noon, moving over to the Camp Brewing Company. Noon to two there. Day drinking. That one's walking distance. So yeah, I, uh, I'm 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 interested to see how that one goes. That's nice, dude. I mean, no matter how you have it on Friday, you should uh, you should you should join us. We're making we're making accommodations for you. Absolutely. I am. Um, I really like uh, the Camp Brewing Company's got one. I mean, they got a bunch of good beer, but like their Cascade Pale Ale, I really do like. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, local beer is the way to go. Um, but one of the slept on things about the Canton Brewing Company, dude, the food is delicious. I just it's so good. Yeah, man. I just ate lunch there the other day. It was very good. The pizza's good down there too, and the speakeasy. It's really good. Again, kicking the whole thing off. Tilted kilt, six a.m. up there near Belton Village. You know, in the seventies, when you wanted to pick a woman up, or vice versa, you'd ask, "What's your sign?" And I don't buy into like horoscopes and that kind of stuff. I've always said, you know, I just feel like these are failed fiction writers and they're always so vague that it's like, yeah, that could be me, but it could also be a thousand other people. And given where you are emotionally, I think you could be sold on whether or not those like, yeah, oh my God, that's totally me. And versus, you know, the other way. To me, it always just seemed like um, maybe the opposite side of the coin, yet the same coin of religion. It was the flip side of it, where it was like, if you're the same kind of person who's going to buy into like, oh, well, this is what I have to do because a book that's 2,000 year old, you know, two thousand year old is what it tells me you're the same kind of person who's like oh my gosh i read this i read this in in my in my you know in the stars and, and oh yet those two things are in direct contrast of one each another other. hate each other they're in direct contrast of one because they're the same thing because they're the same thing they're vying for the same space right which is we have the answer for you right they are they're right. vying for the same ad space and i so i've never really bought into it um i'm a gemini i was born may 25th and, you know, it's the, there's a little bit of, you know, they say, you know, well, you know, you have two personalities, you're the twins. And I do kind of have a little bit of that. And I can turn on a dime and I can kind of be that, but it's like, doesn't everybody have so that? So can I. I was going to say, like, don't you have, <laughs> so can I. Don't you have that too? I mean, there's obviously, I mean, all people are more than one thing. Right. You right. know what I mean? It's right. at any given time of the day or what you're going through, what's you, what you've been through. And obviously, there's there's going to be yeah, you're going to be a, a a man of complexity no matter who you are. So yeah, there's going to be different ways you I feel would about hope different you things. Be. Otherwise, you right. can't count. Right. And the thing with me is, I, I'm I'm a Capricorn, and they're like, oh well, you're always very um, you know, you're kind of like fixated on what you want, and and that's the only thing that really matters to you. And like yeah, sometimes I agree with that, and then sometimes I'm like yeah, but dude, I'm just sitting who? around watching TV, like so I'm not fixated on anything. Who isn't fixated on what they on want? What they want exactly. Lazy. I mean, lazy people. So of course. Of course, it's not like, oh, well, I'm lazy. Still fixated on what they want, just not, not fixated on how to go get it. Right. So I just, I, I, I guess, you know, like any of these, and I'm sure all the other ones, which I don't even know, or there's 12 of them, but I'm sure. Yeah, I don't even know if I know all their names. Oh, well, 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 if you're a Sagittarius, you know, you really like sex, and it's like, well, yeah, I mean, I like the orgasm. You know what? Sure. Find me the person in the world right. that doesn't like right. sex. No, the Scorpios, they're such liars. And it's like, yeah, sometimes I like too. Like, no. sometimes I do. You know what? Orgasm's not for me. <laughs> not for 
for me, you know? It's just not my thing. It's like saying, you know, yeah, food, not into it. Like, what? It's all right. What? And, you know, I've always, I've given men a hard way to go when they post horoscopes online because it's like, dude, right. seriously, did your girlfriend hack your account? That's right. what, always the first thing I think of when a man, like, posts that stuff. Okay. I just don't get it, okay? But I do have an FBI study here. Okay, and that's uh, you know pretty interesting about the zodiac signs, and they wanted to look at which zodiac signs are in fact the most dangerous. Now, this isn't one of those BuzzFeed find out which friends character you are. Okay. This is legitimate FBI study. Okay, and so I was curious because again, I am a Gemini, and we are routinely considered to be kind of mean, like you know what I mean, because you can turn on a dime. You got two personalities, but it turns out Gemini is the least dangerous star sign given FBI data. This is about serial killers and that, that kind of thing and like what most of them what most of them their like zodiac background is. Did you hear that lady Stansbury will not chop your head off. Don't don't worry but about absolutely. that. Absolutely. No, honestly, I don't know what my sign actually says, but I'm more apt to just let you walk out than I am to freak out the other way and like hold you hostage, kill you, or chop your head off. There you go. <laughs> Honestly, I'm sure the uh, I'm sure the the women of Canton, Ohio, are excited to hear that. So Gemini, least likely. What are you again? Capricorn. 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 Let's find out where you are. What Capri- are your stars? You come in at number six. It says okay. here, while the number of serial killers born under Capricorn sign is pretty average, the serial killer that murdered most people ends up being a Capricorn. Oh, doesn't tell right. me who that is. Well, putting putting the most putting the most damage out there. But yeah, you're just average there. Now, okay. do you think there's anything? We'll go f- you know further down this list here in a minute. Do you think there is something to the FBI looking at zodiac signs and finding out? Like, is there something? Are we um, going to find that there's something to this? Uh, the only thing I'll say about that is I'm glad the FBI is looking at a lot of things. I think that you know patterns are going to emerge. You know, based on on on, on what seem like uh, statistical anomalies. I guess sometimes where it's like, well, this shouldn't make sense, but it does. So like, I'm glad the FBI is looking into things. I don't think you're going to find that much weight into a uh, into a study like this, though. I mean, and of course, when it comes to 12 different signs, yes, there's going to be one that's at the top and one that's at the bottom Would and have one to in the middle because that's... Uh, Welcome to math. Right. That's how it's going to work. So, I mean, yeah, look at it, but I don't think, you know, FBI agents are necessarily making their decisions based on like, all right, that study about the Zodiac signs, let's get it out and, and find out who the serial killer is. So, uh, like I said, uh, my sign, Gemini, least likely, uh, Fantone came in at number six is Capricorn. Um, they Number four here, they say the rat of Taurus is intense, but fraud. <laughs> <laughs> the wrath of Taurus is intense. This is FBI. Oh but they say God. fraud, fraud like, that the crime of fraud is more common among people um, that, are, that are from the Taurus sign than murder. Uh, your top three. Okay. Sagittarius takes the third place in the list of uh, most serial killers with that sign. Uh, number two, Scorpio. Uh Apparently, they say this is you know to be well known because again they're oh, kind of yeah, known sure. for being for, for being sure. nutty. Well known, yeah. Number right. one on the list of the head of maniacs is surprisingly they say cancer. Uh, they usually uh, kill because of jealousy. Their mood swings seem uh, to cause trouble, 
And, uh, you know, they say we're hoping to find out if they can live in peace. <laughs> oh, we're just hoping to. But this, the I mean, honestly, this is FBI, like, <laughs> you know, release data. And I, I'm surprised that the FBI looks into this. I'm surprised well, by that. Not necessarily surprised they look into it, but I'm a little surprised they publish it because let's be real, it does make you look like a joke. And you said at the beginning of all this where you kind of look down your nose at men who are posting this. I think you should start looking down your nose at anybody who posts this, dude. Man, woman, child, like, whatever, dude. I, I, if, far, you know, astrology is what yeah, exactly, okay. exactly. So, and I always look at it like this. I can remember being a kid, and remember, like a morning announcement, they would announce whose birthday it was. I remember I always hated the kids whose birthday was around me because I'm like, God, you guys suck. Why isn't it my birthday yet? Why isn't my birthday yet? And now you feel like just because that you were born a week apart from each other, that like, oh, we share this special connection of Capricorn. What are you talking about? Asinine. Do you buy into the mixing of signs as far as like couples that are compatible? I don't. I have zero clue what my girl friend is i had a girlfriend once who was like oh my gosh the stars are aligning for us but like every no. stripper i've ever dated was always into this and every real girl I've well, ever that's dated was like this is stupid that's where they're finding their names like all right coming up next on the main stage is gemini there's no cinnamons in the sky yeah you're right jeez dude I what's guess wrong with people i was happy i will say this as a guy who doesn't buy into any of this stuff i don't buy into any of it I do like knowing that my sign was like the least dangerous there people. You go. There you I'm go. telling you. As long as it reinforces my beliefs, I don't care you what are, it is. Exactly. <laughs> you are not in harm's way while being around me. And actually, a buddy of mine just tweeted in and he goes, I knew you were a decent person last week when you offered me a slice of your Napoli's. He's like, your sign doesn't matter. I was in your apartment. You offered me pizza. That was very nice of you. So there you go. Yeah. So yeah, you're number six there. What are you again? Capricorn. Capricorn. I don't know. I don't. I, dude, imagine if that was the way you had to pick up chicks today. What's your sign? If you had to keep What's them all sign? straight, like if, dude, that's dude. There's twelve of them, and didn't they change when they were like just like a handful of years ago? I think where they it was added like, one too. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah, that stuff. It's all just a just a crock of like BS just to get you to buy stuff. And then there you are, and, and like looking at the newspaper, like, oh my god, I'm gonna have a good day. Looking at the newspaper, pretending to be educated, like, oh, I'm so smart, I'm gonna go be a buy, good one. I'm gonna go buy a newspaper, and you're reading the goddamn horoscopes. What's wrong with people? We'll be right back with our Stansberry Show. Hang on. Hello guys, it is Fantone from the Stansberry Show, and it has been one year since I've had my LASIK surgery done at the Roholt Vision Institute, and let me tell you, I could not be happier with the results. And of course, a huge part of that is how well I'm seeing. Dude, I have 2015 vision, which is better than perfect. And along with the great vision, let me tell you about the convenience. I mean, my life is so much easier without looking for my glasses all the time or having to worry about my contacts. Do I need to order them? Do I need more solution? That's all off my plate now. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, let me tell you, now is the time to act. Go see if you're a good candidate and find out their financing options at RollHoltVision.com. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We'll talk to Scott from WinningForNextYear.com at 8. Get his take on what's happening with the Browns, for all prior situation, Cavs again losing last night. We hear Larry Sanders may join the uh, the roster. It seems like Fantona likes the idea of that. Another big man is obviously something that they needed with Boga going down. Um, it was about what was it 56 seconds or something he was on the first something? something like that still you know got more playing time than uh brock osweiler so yeah i saw that meme like you know whose career you know no one will have a shorter time you know tripping cleveland hold my beer and then there's osweiler yeah man when they announced that i just saw the scroll on tv before i heard like the plan and the story of the trade and it just said texans trade osweiler to browns that's all like the scroll had said and i freaked out but 
turns out that's going to be all right. We'll uh, talk to Scott at 8 about all that. I want to get his take, too. I mean, you know, obviously Selection Sunday was yesterday, and today's the day everybody pretends like they know everything about college basketball. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk some NCAA hoops. Yeah, we will do that with him. Get an update on Tribe, too. What's happening with them? Let's do the Florida Files now, though. And uh, you mix a Florida man and drug dealing together, and it's not good. And in Cape Coral, a man was pulled over doing twice the speed limit in a 35-mile-per-hour zone. Okay. Now, that's dumb. You're hitting, yeah. what, 70 there yeah. at that point? Yeah, that so is you're dumb. You're hitting 70 miles per hour. Now, I I have a lead foot. I drive a little fast, right? But, like, in a 35-mile-per-hour zone, 70 is going to feel... Like, 70 doesn't feel fast on the freeway. That feels like what you're doing. But in a 35-mile-per-hour zone, that feels fast. Even if you were on, like... Like, you're uh, aware you're going that fast at that point. If you're in a 55 going 70, you still know you're going faster than you should. I'm on this a little bit, yeah. But but that's seeable. But when you're, like, in a residential neighborhood or something like that, 35 miles per hour, yeah, you know you're going too fast. So, of course, he gets pulled over because cops are going to be like, yeah, that's pretty quick. Let's get that guy yanked over to the side of the road. Okay, so they go up to the car. Sure enough, they smell marijuana, which I will not understand in today's day and age. Like I was just telling somebody yesterday, like there was a time when you would smoke weed in the car, you wouldn't even think twice about it. Right. But it's a DUI offense now. They've gotten hip now. They got it's not that. Well, there's no way to prove it. So like, there you go. Like, that's not happening anymore. So I will never understand people smoking weed in a car today. It's an irresponsible decision. I don't care what anybody says. Driving stoned is a bad idea. You shouldn't do it. So it's like, against the law. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know if people who smoke pot necessarily care, but it, it, it certainly it just adds. It, it complicates an already complicated you. situation. You don't want to get arrested, let alone get arrested for driving stoned. When they yank that ten grand from you, you're gonna care. I'm just telling you, you're gonna care. So the guy was pulled over, smelled like weed, and so the cop says, yeah, buddy, we're going to search this car. Right. And he says here that the driver then, 21 years old, Tyler, he said he started to beat up with sweat pretty bad on the forehead. And the cop said, now look, it's 75 degrees outside. I've got long pants on, long right. uniform on. I'm not sweating. Right. So he's like, when you start to sweat, when I'm telling you I'm, pu- I'm going to search the car, we know we're on to something here. I want to I want to argue with that because I feel like I'm a sweaty person and sometimes you are a sweaty. Person. Sometimes I just get sweaty, man. I don't I don't know what else to do about it. But this definitely plays into the Stansberry theory of dude. If you're sweaty, sweaty you're, you're guilty. guilty of something. Yeah, if you're moist, I'm telling you, put the cuffs on them. Okay. So the cop says, look, look, man. I, I you know I got I got a protective vest on. I got long pants on. I got all the stuff on. I'm not sweating. This kid's in shorts and a tank top and he's sweating profusely from the head. He's worried. So sure enough. They find a black backpack with 84 and a half grams of marijuana in separate plastic bags. So that's going to be intended to distribute there because yeah. it was set, it was split up. And uh, notice how I, I know all the laws on that stuff. Oh. 84 and a half grams. So just uh, for, for the person that you know can't weigh that out, that's three ounces of marijuana. That is a lot of marijuana. Yeah, it's a lot of marijuana, um, but not necessarily had it all, not all been bagged up separately. You could argue that that was personal use. You could make that yeah. argument. I will tell you, I've never in my life bought three ounces of marijuana for personal use. Quarter pound is the, uh, that's the felony line right there. Anything less than four ounces, you can consider as like, hey, that's personal usage, so long as it's not bagged up separately. Separately, you know? yeah. yeah. So, I, I remember back in the day, uh, somebody we knew got busted 
for having multiple bags like split up. Right. And they were calling it, you know, intent to distribute. And it wasn't really. He just didn't want to mix like three different kinds kinds, kind of weeds. And he was like, I got to tell you, man, I actually want a jury of my peers. Like, if you find me weed heads, they're going to be like, nah, man. He's just trying to make sure those two things don't get mixed up. I was like, yeah, I don't think that's the way it's going to work. So they continue to search this car down in Florida, Cape Coral, where a guy was doing 70 and a 35 as he had this amount of drugs on him. Three ounces worth of marijuana in separate bags there. So then they search the trunk and in between like the trunk and where like you know the spare tire and all that stuff mm-hmm. goes, they find a glass jar. Okay. Which you would have thought he would have put the marijuana in so it didn't stink. But there was 318 ecstasy pills Jeez. with smiley face stamped on both sides. And uh he says here, this was his explanation for doing 70 and, and, and with this drugs in the car. He said, Well, my friends had left the drugs with me and I was on my way to drop them off and for and for doing that they were going to pay for my entire vacation and my trip and uh, he said he had smoked some marijuana before the drive so bro you're carrying three ounces of weed 318 ecstasy pills which I guarantee you that's a felony I don't know how oh, many it takes to be a felony one, is it one one dude anytime, one? Yeah, anytime okay. you have ecstasy is a felony I just wasn't sure if there was like we, we had to get to a certain amount that's a felony so drug. you got 318 felonies in a glass jar and I will never understand like if you know you're going to transport this stuff why are you speeding and why are you getting high before you do it right dude I mean uh, obey why the- are you ubering Obey the law with no extra stops is kind of the... Uh, Put it all in a if, backpack. If you're going to be a drug runner, it's kind of the advice they give you. Call Lyft or call Uber, and, and unless over. he gets pulled over doing something stupid, you should be in the clear. I like how this idiot tries to make the argument of, well, I decided to become a drug dealer so they would pay for my vacation. At least when people are like, yo, totally I had dope. to become a drug dealer because I had to take care of my, my family. I had to eat. do this. I had to do that. You know, I, This was the only option I saw. And people get no, no sympathy for that whatsoever. But this dude's like, oh, I want to go on vacation. They said they'd take care of it for me. Why, why does a cop care, idiot? When asked to rate it from 1 to 10... Corey wrote that it was an eight, the potency of the marijuana he had smoked before leaving. Pretty good stuff. Huh? Again, right. But now that's going to be said over right. and over and over again in the court. <laughs> like you've just now given them, oh my God, I will never understand. Now some of this is being 21 yeah, and just not, you know what I mean? The world hasn't hardened you yet and made you smart enough yet. But I would think, I know 21-year-old people who are smarter than this. So some of this is Florida and some of this is drugs where it's just like you do drugs, especially ecstasy, and you just start thinking stuff's a good idea you tell me this kid didn't take he had 318 bills on him i'm bet i bet that trip started out with 320 320 sounds like a more appropriate <laughs> right? number but dude yeah. you're right you take youth drugs and florida you combine them all it's going to be a, a sloppy equation it's going right to be there. a story on the stansbury yeah, show that's is, what it ends up it being is. we'll talk to scott from winning for next we will do so next on rock 106.9 this report is brought to you by east manufacturing rock 106.9 welcome back to the stansbury show rock 106.9 Every Monday at 8, we talk to our buddy, Scott, from winningfornextyear.com. My man, how are you? Not too bad, man. Uh, you know, I could go back to the days where it was 60 on the weekends as opposed to this nonsense, but I'll yeah. take it. I'm hearing, like, there's a chance of 10 inches of snow over the next few days for uh, Northeast Ohio. I'm hoping that it ends up not being true. Got plenty of talk, uh, you know, got plenty to talk about with you this morning. And uh, I know Pryor's big on everybody's mind. I know, you know, Tribe, obviously, spring training, that whole thing. And, you know, everything, you know, the Browns and Cavs got going on. But I want to talk to you about um, college basketball. As, uh, you know, it's obviously... <laughs> right, 
You know, well, well, you know, it's bracket season, and uh, and it, it seems as if you're involved in a uh, some sort of a charity. And I was going to give you an opportunity to kind of let people know what's going on with that. No, I appreciate that, man. Um, you know, so I'm not as as your listeners probably know. I'm not the biggest college sports aficionado, just because of the way it's not really, you know doesn't really permeate Northeastern Ohio as much as it does Central Ohio and other regions. But I am very active with the local affiliate for Susan G. Komen, which is obviously one of the largest breast cancer fighting organizations uh, throughout the country. And every year we do Brackets for the Cure, which is a play on race for the cure, as you know, from right. a branding perspective. But it's 20 bucks. It is, we, and we pay out top three, which equal about 1350 bucks. And 100% of the uh, entry fees go towards uh, the local affiliate in their, their attempt to fight breast cancer in northeastern Ohio. So if we get to our goal of ten grand this year, which is very much attainable, it could equal multiple grants that go out to the, to the, uh, to the market and, and help fight in this, that, uh, that SOB that is breast cancer. So, you know, while I'm not exactly the biggest basketball fan or college basketball fan, you know, I'm trying to use my, my – uh, my love of sports in, in, in a positive way, and uh, brackets for the cure is easily one of the uh, cooler things that we do for the for the organization, and we hope to uh, hope to get to our hope to get to our goals. I, I appreciate you letting me talk about it. So, um, where do people go? Is it bracketsforthecure.com, or can they go to waitingfornextyear.com, or like a? You know, you can go to. You, I, I've been talking about it all over Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and things like okay. that. You can hit up any of my social media channels at WFNY Scott. We can also go to comanneyohio.org, okay. and uh, there, there's a bunch of stuff there. So we can you can easily, multiple ways to do it. Uh, again, I've been plastering links all over the place like an annoying a-hole, but it's been, it's been uh, you know, one of those things where I hopefully you could get in front of it early, people get signed up, and uh, not wait till the, uh, the Thursday deadline, because right. it is a bit of a mad rush once March Madness comes around. Don't, f- don't feel too bad about posting links, dude. I mean, this is a very worthy cause as opposed to, like, yeah, fake news. Cancer. Yeah, it's not, it's not like you're posting, yeah, I mean, like, some, you know, hey, here's my daily horoscope you know, or I'm something I'm trying to like keep people that. alive, you know what I mean? It's no, terrible. Dude, you should proudly do it. Um, you know, you mentioned a couple times in there that, you know, you're not the biggest college basketball fan in the world. I'm not either. I don't think most people on the face of the planet are, yet some reason or another, by the time we get around to Thursday, everybody is going to Expert. tell you they are a bracketologist, I think is what some of them say. Um, from a casual fan perspective, you're a janitor. what should we be looking for in this NCAA tournament, and how do you fill your brackets out just being like a casual casual fan? I mean, I, I have a real, I mean, I watched the selection show yesterday. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's for, for whatever reason, I mean, if you're a casual fan, it's the same team you see every year. It's always Duke. It's always UNC. Syracuse not getting in is a bit of a, a bit of a Interesting situation, but again, they pretty much went just a hair over 500. And if you want to get in the tournament, you should probably do a little bit better in the regular season. Um, Villanova is the you know number one overall seed, and they're the returning champions. And, you know, it's it's funny because I was I was talking to my dad yesterday. Everybody's geeked about Thursday and the first weekend of March Madness, and then the, you know the the interest kind of wanes as yeah. the brackets get destroyed. Yeah. And I asked him, yeah, do you remember who won the championship last year? He's like, I have no idea. You know, he couldn't, you know, he couldn't even name the two teams that were in the in the championship game. And it ended up being one of the best, you know, championship games in the history of men's beater, college right? basketball. Yeah. With Villanova hitting that buzzer beater yeah. over North Carolina, so they 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 have a chance to repeat here. But as as March Madness is wont to do, all it takes is one slip up for the for the mighty to fall and the and the little guys to move on. 
Yeah, I mean, those brackets, but, you know, normally by midway through the first day, everybody's got them ripped up. And for better or worse, man, I mean, there's something about, hey, the hottest team makes it through the tournament, and there's something about, like, a series with, you know, the NBA or MLB or whatever, where you get the best of seven and let the best team really win. So, I don't know. I feel like they both kind of have validity to it, but yeah. but for some reason or another, you're right. Those first two days, everybody's basketball, 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 and then it's like, whatever. It's because of the way the system runs. It's one and done. It's like you win and or go home. Right, and there's right. a, a, every game kind of matters and, and that kind of system. I think that's what does it. Scott, we'll stick with basketball here for a minute. And I started the show with this this morning. And uh, and I said, look, I defended LeBron when he rested. I've defended, you know, uh, the Spurs when they rest. And now, you know, you, you got the Golden State Warriors. But on Saturday night, a casual NBA fan that I am, there I was on the couch. I just wanted to drink a couple of beers and you know eat a couple of slices of pizza and watch what should have been a great basketball game in the Golden State Warriors and the San Antonio Spurs, but nobody's playing. Everybody's sitting. And I have to imagine at some point the NBA is going to start to worry about how this plays, right? Oh, they're the only ones who can fix it. Um, for in their, in their defense, Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard were both hurt. Kawhi Leonard was in the concussion protocol. And Kevin Durant's obviously out for a couple weeks with his with his lower leg injury. Um, so there there were legitimate issues there. But Saturday night across the NBA, um, there were there were not there was some there was a lot of teams sitting players for for a variety of reasons. And again, you, you look at the Cavs, Cavs schedule, for instance, and they do a weird back to back between Orlando and Houston, changing you know overnight flight, changing time zones during what is a time change. By the way, you know, we get right. the weekend where there's a time change. And then, you know, they're going to they're gonna have another West Coast trip, come back for 36 hours, and then go to go do, do a two-game swing in, Houston, in, in Texas again. And, like, those kind of things, I think, are easily avoidable. I know they want to have marquee games on Mondays and Thursdays, and I know that typically leads to a back-to-back in some form because everybody plays on Wednesdays and Fridays. But in the same regard, you know, you, you can't have it both ways. And if you want these guys to be playing, you, you have to figure out a way to make the schedule a little more amenable to that happening. And when you're talking about all this travel, especially at the end of the year, um, and, and, and no breaks, because at least the playoffs have breaks. You, you're talking one to two games in between each playoff game for these guys, and they, they, get, they get to rest, where in the regular season, for whatever reason, the NBA wants to, you know, trot them around like, like show dogs, and it's, and it's coming back to bite them because as modern medicine and the way we look at things is becoming more advanced, People are saying, hey, you know, these guys got to rest if, if their bodies are going to hold up. And it's, it's that reason why LeBron's been able to play 13-plus years and be almost indestructible, and these guys' careers are getting much, much longer. So, you know, it, it, I would expect some changes. I don't know what they'll do, whether it's extending the – they're never going to cut games out because, you know, that, that's money. But yeah, I don't know if they'll make awesome. the calendar longer. I don't know if they'll try and figure out a way to have more or less travel or less time zone swapping. I don't know how it'll work. But once that happens, I would expect – you know, these, these rest kind of days to, to be few and further between. We're talking to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. You can find him online at, uh, at WFNY. Scott is uh, how you can find him on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, yeah, I was just, you know, Saturday I was kind of bummed out. I was like, man, this is going to be a great NBA game. Then I find out nobody's playing. I was like, okay. And I ended up not watching the game at all. And I would imagine that were the, the beers at least good. Yeah, the beers were good. And I would imagine that the NBA is kind of worried about that. Like, here you go. You could have had, you know, a couple of eyeballs on this, and now you don't. Um, the, the story of the day is Terrell Pryor. You know, for the Cleveland Browns, 
And maybe I'm in denial, but I just don't think him leaving is all going to be that big of a deal. I think he'll be successful, and I think he can't be crippled by that. I think you got to understand that players are going to come and go, and that just because they play well somewhere else doesn't necessarily mean you should have done what needed to be done to keep them. And I said about Pryor, it kind of feels like pay the man part two with Josh Cribbs, and I was against that then, and I was kind of against this now, and it seemed like the only argument people could hit me with is, well, they have all the money. Well, spending money just because you have it, though, isn't necessarily the best call. So where are you on this prior move? Now he's going to end up being a redskin. So because the team is a dumpster fire, I, I tend to blame them right out of the gate for everything, right. um, which, you know, nine times out of ten is, is usually pretty accurate. Um, I do blame them for not getting a deal done with him prior to the start of free agency, and it would have kind of avoided a lot of this. But in their defense, it seems like they priced the market the right way. Um, they, yeah. you know, they, they offered him a deal that they felt was market value. He thought he could get more in the open market. Then he sat there two days after free agency and didn't have anything. And then turned out he went to Washington on a one-year deal that was a, uh, essentially a fraction of what the team, the Browns, had guaranteed him here on a, right. on a multi-year deal. So it, it, I don't know if it was agent, you know, agent games at play. I don't know if you know, Pryor's a grown man. I mean, he, you, you figure he can make his own decisions. I do believe the team is worse off by not keeping him because you you know you do run three receivers more often than not, and you know their their third receiver now is is a far cry from what Pryor would have brought. But in uh, in in, the, in defense of the team, it does seem like they offered him more money and he didn't take it. And then by the time he wanted to come back or whatever, they had already offered Kenny Britt that contract, and and he was kind of left holding the bag. And now he's in Washington, which. If you ask me, they, I mean, they just fired their GM. They right. just had a bunch of people leave. They might be in a bigger, you know, a worse situation than Cleveland Jeez. is. And, you know, and that's where he's going to go on a one-year exactly. deal to see if he can enter free agency again next year. I think that, the, honestly, I think the decision to go to Washington tells me who he is. And so I'm like, you know you know what, pack your bags and go then. You got you got the Redskins. Kirk Cousins says, I will not sign a long-term deal here as long as leadership is what it is. And, you know, they fire their GM. They already, you know, they shipped out a couple of wide receivers, which is why there's room for him to go there. But I think if you're willing to make that decision versus, you know, staying here, I... I, I Dude, he can Instagram all the pictures of Bible study he wants. That decision to go to Washington tells me who he is as a person. Right, and then you got Kenny Britt dropping that tweet where right. it's like, yeah, why not Cleveland? Why not be a part of Let's this? Let's build something. And, and, and right. honestly, you know, I said it earlier in the show, it's a very, very comparable receivers those two guys are. So, you know, hopefully for the Browns, that kind of turns into a wash. And I know the Ohio State link is, is huge for Northeast Ohio. But if you're getting Kenny Britt, hopefully that's okay to lose Terrell Pryor. Um, Scott, it's been a while since we've talked to you, and I feel like a lot has changed with the Browns. Speaking of Kenny Britt and, and, and these new-look Browns, what do you feel about all these 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 new guys that we're going to see in orange helmets this year? Well, I, I do think Britt is a comparable player. Um, you, you do have to, you have to hope that one of those guys they drafted last year steps up and, and can kind of take that next, that next leap on the offensive side. But the moves they made that first day in bringing in those, the offensive linemen they did, um, a new center, J.C. Treader from Green Bay, you know, it's a, it's a team with some pedigree. And Huge then, piece. you know, and then obviously the, uh, you know, the guard from Cincy, not only do you bring in a guy who has familiarity with Hugh Jackson already, but you take a guy from one of your biggest competitors in, in the division, right. who, and by the way, piece, is one right. of the top-rated guards in all of the NFL. So you, you're, they're, they're definitely, after last season letting those offensive linemen leave, you know, you could argue that the line would have been probably just as good, if not better, had they kept them. But uh, they, they easily... 
realized that that was not the way to go, and they and they used a lot of their cap to to, to bolster that line and keep whoever they have at quarterback upright. And then that pick, either the trade with Houston. You know, I'm a fan. I'm you know, I believe if you have all the money in the world, like the, like the Browns did, and I know you just said you don't want to spend it, just to spend it. But that second round pick could come in very very handy, and whatever whatever it costs to bring it over here. You know that was if David Griffin made that move, we would have been praising him. So I, I agree because the Browns. You know I don't want to pan it. Sure. Um, I, you know, but I, I think you know I think if we look at it through that same lens, it was it was a pretty creative move, and it, it made a lot of people scratch their head in the NFL because they hadn't seen anything like it before. I want to ask you about this as we're talking to Scott from WinningForNextYear.com again. Find him on Twitter, which is at WFNY Scott. Um, Audience asking me, so I'll ask you about the possibility of uh, Josh Gordon return to the Cleveland Browns. What are you hearing? What do you know? What's going on? You know, you talk about Instagramming Bible study and stuff. Josh Gordon has been very active lately in in, in the God is good and all this kind of stuff, where yeah, making people believe that he has he has he has been cleared. It hasn't been announced yet, um, but it, it's getting a lot of people excited. I, for one. We'll refuse to get excited about Josh Gordon in any capacity. If he joins this team, I think it's a it's a bonus. But you know, the guy has not played in a, in an NFL game in in a very very long time, and he's incredibly athletic, very talented. Um, you know, you hope he can carry some of that forward. Um, but I think if you're counting on him to help this team win football games, I think you're you're really setting yourself up for failure. Yeah, I um I would agree. <laughs> I, I, I would agree. <laughs> um, what do you think they're going to do? With the first pick of the draft, is it going to be Garrett? Better be. Um, you know, the, the kid showed out. There, you know, there, there was, there was. I mean, there, his tape is there. You, 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 he's been, he's been in talks for number one for a very long time. And then the athleticism he showed at the combine was just something I've never seen. Off before. the charts. I mean, someone his size, someone his size should not be able to jump and and run the way that he does. Um, if if he comes, if they draft him. And he comes to the NFL, and it doesn't work out. That's not the Browns' fault. I mean, when you when you the the, the bigger risk is taking someone at one, who who you're trying to game the system and make yourself look a little bit smarter. And then if they and they they fail, that's on you. But I think if you take this kid, it's 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 as it's as low of a, or as as high of a floor I think as you can get. And while he may not be a, a perennial All Pro, I feel like he would immediately step in and help this team's defense, which. By the way, while they had a tough time scoring touchdowns, they had a tough time stopping, stopping them, too. them too. And you know, you, you need you need a guy in there who can who can start to disrupt quarterbacks. And I think he's he's the, he's the guy. What they do at twelve, I don't know. There's a lot of rumors they'd be talking or be, they'll be trading up or down or however. But I do think Miles Garrett is the pick number one. I uh, you know I hear a lot of people wanting Trubisky and stuff like that, and I I just don't think they're going to go that route. I I said you know early late last week that if you pass on Wentz and then take Trubisky and he doesn't pan out. You'll never live it down, and so I just don't see Mitchell Trubisky being a Cleveland Brown. But I could be way wrong about that. It's going to be very, you know, they did release RG three. It's going to be very interesting to see what we end up doing. That's Scott from WinningForNextYear dot com, buddy. Thanks for joining us. And one more time, it's brackets for the cure to, uh, you know, give people a, again one more roundup of what you're doing. Yeah, no brackets for the cure. Hundred uh, percent of all entry fees, twenty bucks a person or a bracket. You can enter multiple times. Goes towards the local affiliate in our attempt to try and fight and end breast cancer in this in this community of ours. So I appreciate the time. And no uh, again, you can get Coleman anyohio.org or any of my social media feeds at WFNY Scott, and there's links all over the place. So Sounds or good. hit me up on Twitter if you have any questions, and I'll be sure to get back to you. Thank you very much for joining us, man. We'll talk to you again next Monday at eight. Sounds good, guys. Thanks again. See ya. All right. It turns out, you know, America loves second chances, right? Down and out, and then you get another opportunity. 
you know, people make mistakes. And sometimes you just need, you know, another opportunity to get your life turned around. And that's all true. But sometimes second chances come back to bite us all in the ass. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. You're a jerk. You're a jerk. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. 9.30, we're going to send you to see Tesla. That show's at the Hard Rock Roxino, Northfield Park. That's on April 29th. 9.30, we'll get you in. You may have found yourself in the situation I was in last week, maybe car shopping. And the idea of taking out a loan can be a little daunting. Let me send you over to CSC Federal Credit Union. It's the bank I've been using for the last few years, and I absolutely love them. 100% local, and here's what I love about their loans. No application or processing fee for your loan there. No prepayment penalty, so you pay it off a little early. No, no penalty for that, and you're getting a great low rate with CSC Federal Credit Union. You can find more info online via their website, which is cscfcu.com. They also have uh, low-cost gap and warranties available via those loans as well. Check out more info, cscfcu.com. So second chances are big in uh, our society, right? You screwed up, you say, I'm sorry, you go to rehab, whatever it is, you come back out, and then everybody kind of forgives you, and you kind of move forward. America loves that story. Yeah, something about the comeback kid is, uh, you know, I think it's because really what it boils down to is we've all effed up in life at some point or another, and you want to see people get that opportunity because you see yourself in that and person. You would, and, and honestly, either A, you were given a second opportunity and are appreciative of that, and so kind of want to see that extended to somebody else, or B, weren't given that second chance right. and now realize that right. more people should be given. So weird to watch people who love the underdog and then they come up and they make it to the top and then we tear you down as quickly as humanly because possible. Because we want to build you up again. And then, yeah, we get to be like, oh, well, now we like you again. It's weird, dude. It's because of the power that feels like you give you in, in controlling somebody else's future and destiny in that light. And, and so, yeah, the human being is going to be drunk yeah. off of that. The Lord giveth and taketh, taketh away, and that's me. So people get wrongly convicted for crimes all the time, Right. right? And this is one of the reasons why you don't believe in the death penalty. Yeah. Just like, you know what, you know, uh, too many people are in there who who may be wrongfully convicted and you feel like death is too far, you know what I mean, for for something like that yeah, to happen. I, I don't think the government is good enough at uh, the judge, jury, and executioner role to be playing executioner, so you probably okay. need to take them out of the mix. No, I've always been okay with the death penalty, but I'm not like so such a strong proponent for it that I feel like I have to argue somebody's position who doesn't, you know, doesn't agree with it. It's just one of those things I've kind of always been like, eh, whatever, it doesn't totally affect me. But there was a man in Chicago who was uh, jailed wrongfully for a few, uh, multiple years, and Thaddeus Jimenez is his name. And when he got out, if I, they ended up finding out evidence, he wasn't guilty of a, this was murder. Okay. He, and ended up, he was not guilty, right? DNA evidence proved it, not guilty, 100%. Hey, we're sorry, get out of get out of here and take a couple million dollars, right? So he gets out of jail, and it's more than a couple of million. They gave him $25 million. Oh, wow. He must have been in there for a while. So, then. yeah, a, a pretty uh, serious stretch here, okay? Yeah, because, I mean, they don't just, I mean, honestly, you know, obviously the city of Chicago probably doesn't have that much cash to start with. I so for you, for you to get $25 million, he must have been in there for like decades, I'm going to assume. So he gets out, they give him $25 million, and, you know, everybody's kind of curious about what he's going to do with his second chance. Right. You want to know what he did? What did he do? He spent a bulk of the money buying cars, guns, ammunition, and getting his old gang back together and putting them in cars, giving them guns, buying them drugs so they could sell it on the street to make money. He's using his second chance to bolster up his gang. And because he was found innocent from the crime they put him in for, you give him a second chance, and now he's going to blow... Dude, you were given $25 million, and I can't understand this. Like, if you... All right. 
if you get released from prison on a crime you did not commit, and you end up back in your neighborhood and they didn't give you $25 million, and you end up back on the street corner selling drugs or doing violent stuff back with your gang, could totally get it. But if somebody hands you a check that fixes... Now, again... I don't know how you repay somebody for being locked up for something they didn't do. Right. I don't know how you get repaid for that. But the guy gets out, he's still pretty young, and you give somebody $25 million, like, dude, move. Get um, away from that situation. Or help the community in a better way. You, but, but do this. You're looking at that from, like, the perspective of you, where, like, if you had just spent 25-plus years locked up in prison, what do we always call prison? Criminal college, yeah. And for twenty five years, you were locked up in a in a cage. Told you were an animal. Told you were you know you're a murderer. You're you know you're this. I, I, I listen now. I'm not trying to make an excuse for the guy. Obviously, you had an outs there, but I just don't know if it's necessarily as easy from our perspectives. It's like, yeah, of course I would leave, dude. Of course I would, because you're putting a little bit of logic into Santa Claus there, where this guy viewed viewed himself as nothing but a criminal for the past twenty five years. I'm not surprised that okay. that's what he went with. I gotta weigh that in a little. I will. But criminal or not, especially in jail, you've thought about what you would do if you ever just got a sure. ton of money and where you would go in this and that. So my point is, is why isn't that the first thing you did? In an ideal world, you know what I compare it to is poor people who hit the lottery, where it's like, oh my God, you just made $10 million. You're going to be set for the rest of your life within three years. They're all broke. broke. in two years. They're all broke because you can't, you can, you know, you can take, you can take the, the, the person out of the, out of the trailer park. You can't take the trailer park out of the person where it's like, yeah, of course that's what's going to happen. Remember that when you're asking her to marry you, by the way. <laughs> you've got a poor person. Remember that. You've got a poor person's mentality. So you're going to waste that money. You're going to be frivolous with that money. You've got a criminal's mentality. You're going to live a life of crime with that. I mean, now, dude, throw him back in there, lock him up. But I'm a little surprised if this guy was in there for so long. That he's he got, got like a hundred thousand dollar Mercedes. Or, now. Or he's got twenty five million dollars, which worth. I would too. I'm a little surprised that he was able to get the quote unquote old gang back together because most of those dudes. You grow up and like you get out of that lifestyle, or you end up in prison or dead. So like, I'm surprised this dude was able to get the old crew back together. I figured you'd have to go find some new. Well, young he guys. is recruiting some no- okay. new and younger kids too. Okay. That that is part of what he's doing. Here's the other point that we haven't even touched on yet, bro. You have 25 million dollars, right? But those dudes that you gave a bunch of guns to <laughs> don't got none, and they know you do. So how long is it before your gang becomes their gang and now they're robbing you? What a dumbass. And it just goes to show you, he may have not been guilty of that murder, but this is the this is what you're doing with your second chance. So if this guy ends up in jail for the rest of his life over something else, I can't even feel bad. I'll be like, you know what, dude? You kind of get what you deserve. You were given the ultimate out. There is no problem in this world that $25 million, there's that, okay, I shouldn't say there's no problem. There are very few problems in the world that $25 million won't take care of tomorrow. And so if if your life is, well, I'm broken, that's why I commit crimes, and somebody hands you all this money, you no longer have an excuse for committing crimes. You just enjoy what it is you're doing, and I hope they lock you up and throw away the key. We'll be right back with more Stansberry Show. Hang on. Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Join us Friday as we broadcast live for St. Patrick's Day. We start early, 6 a.m., up at the Tilted Kilt, Belden Village. Second year in a row there. Gonna be good stuff. I believe the first hundred people through the door get a pint glass. Makes all the sense in the world, yeah, dude. Does. I mean, that's uh, that's kind of the uh, the epicenter of uh, of St. Patrick's Day. So yeah, dude, time to get it going. Tilted kill, baby. Teaming up with uh, Millersburg Brewing Company, they'll be on hand with us as well. First hundred people through the door get a pint glass. 
and we'll move the party a little later. Noon to 2, we'll be at the Canton Brewing Company. All day, we'll have Rock on the Range tickets for you as well. That show's sold out, but we'll get you in via our St. Patrick's Day parties. Our good buddy Grant, bartender down there yeah. at uh, the Canton Brewing Company, he's a good dude. Uh, I like hanging out with him, so that'll be fun. Do that on Friday. But when we open up uh, the Tilted Kill early, uh, 6 a.m. on Friday, there will be breakfast specials. And I got to tell you, I love that. I, as I'm sitting here, I'm starving right now. I'm so hungry right now, like it hurts. Jeez. So I'll be I'll be excited to be uh, sitting there Friday. Stansberry, he's going to be the new face of child poverty on those commercials. <laughs> like There's a little Ethiopian child, and then there's Stansberry, so Dude, hungry it hurts. When you tell people that I'm going to be the new face of child, and then the, the next word starts with the letter P, you spit that word out faster than that. I actually do like this song. I'm not crazy about all of like the like the the standard like Irish songs. I'll admit, like I'm not crazy about them all, but I kind of I can get down with this because it feels like what was that movie that wasn't it uh, The Departed or something? Yeah. Wasn't it one of those Scorsese flicks they showed this in? Yeah, it was. It was The Departed. Leonardo's coming around with a gun. There's De Niro. Of course, it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna bring up good memories. But you'll hear it 9,000 times on St. Patrick's Day, dude. This will be the number one hit. It is number one hit. Looking ahead at tomorrow, 9 o'clock, is New Turd Tuesday. We're giving you a new Lord, okay. new Brett Eldridge, and new 311. There you go. So that would be pretty good. Yeah. Um, where are you on the 311? Uh, not my cup of tea in particular. Is that right? No, I always... Uh, I, I would have guessed the other way. I always remember, uh, and this wasn't like an older thing, but like my brother and his friends really like 311, and I was like, dude, you guys all suck, and you know what? I hate 311, so I was probably in middle school, and I just decided, F these dudes, never gave them a fair shot after that, so maybe maybe, maybe I'm judgmental. I've always given them a hard time, them and Sublime, because like I said, all my metalhead buddies like overnight then right. became hippies with Birkenstocks, right. and I was like, oh my god, you're obnoxious. So like I've always kind of like you know just lumped them into that group, but I've seen Three Eleven a couple of times live. It's always a good show. Again, it's in the summer, and you're probably drunk. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not the worst band to go see. Summertime music. You know what I mean? If it's on at a party, I'm not going to be like, no, this sucks. Like but I'm not. I'm not turning on Three Eleven radio on iHeart. I exactly. Radio. Like Amber's okay. I like that song, but like I'm not going to like um, seek them out. No. But. Uh, their new song is called Too Much to Think. Ringing endorsement for New Third Tuesday. I'm, there. I'm, 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 I'm willing to bet that's the 311 crowd's problem. Yeah. Too much to Too think much about. Too much to think about 311. Uh, we still need a local. So if you're in a band, maybe singer, songwriter, rapper, even producer, send me your stuff, stansraywrqk.com. Include a short little bio for us and uh, make sure the song's radio edited. I don't want to have to do work to help you out and play your band on the radio. I don't want to have to work for it. But if you want to send it in, we, uh, we'd love to play it get yeah. a little judge on. Make your career, actually. Uh, a few bands have, uh, have gotten some exposure. I know White Buffalo Woman uh, has had uh, some you know, pretty good exposure via us. Trunk Ride did all right you know, by uh, being playing here. Daytime out of, uh, <laughs> where was that again? Yurisville? Uh, County, yeah, Yurisville. Pop that pill in Yurisville, dude. Come on, I can't forget about that. Uh, some people call us the Kingmakers of Canton, Ohio. But, you know, I mean, whatever, dude. New Tuesday, tomorrow. Somebody should make us kings. <laughs> Do that. I don't want to be the kingmaker. I'd rather be the king. Somebody king make me, for Christ's sake. All right. I did this last week, and I have to do it again, and I can't believe it. Okay. But millennials, yeah. I have to get your back. Okay. You're doing something right. And as I'm always jumping up and down you when you're wrong, I have to hoist you above my shoulders when you're doing something right. That will happen next on Rock 106.9. Dan Show on Rock 106.9. 
Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We'll pass out these Tesla tickets around 9.30. They're playing the Hard Rock Roxino, April 29th. We'll get you hooked up at 9.30. Uh, if you weren't listening earlier this morning, uh, you may have missed. Uh, uh, I took care of a personal problem, bought a car over the weekend. Again, I want to thank everybody over at Wacom Auto for making that really easy. And uh, it turns out one of the guys, I don't know if he works in the service department or if he is just um, like their detailer. is the guy that like cleaned my car and like, right. did that whole thing. He, you know, he, he came out after doing, he's like, hey, man, he's like, I listen to the show every day. I just want to say thanks. You know, you know, wanted to meet you this night. He's like, do me a favor. He goes, I have a nickname here. And okay. I said, okay. And he goes, what do you think it is? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. I was like, how am I going to know that? Right. And he's like, they call me. Spicoli, man. <laughs> I looked at him, and I was like, yeah, I can see it. All right, makes sense. Yeah, now, I can dude. see it. Makes so sense he was now. like, yo, man, I just think it would be the coolest thing in the world if you... You'd say hi to me, man. I was like, well, dude, your name's Spagoli, and you're proud of it. So, yeah, I feel like that's probably going to be mentioned at some point. Shout out to him, dude. No so, no. Uh, shout out to uh, Spicoli. And again, Karen is the who I dealt with over hi. there at uh, Wakeham's Ford store. She was awesome. So if you're uh, if you're in the car market, uh, Wakeham will do you right. I mean, they were. I mean, they just made the whole process super easy. Yeah, I mean, everybody has gone to a dealership and 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 had the headache of being there for eight hours oh, and getting brutal. pressured into a car that you didn't want. So I'm glad you didn't have that experience. And nope. honestly, man, I'll say it again. Congratulations on the new ride, homie. I'm very happy. Thank you. Uh, I've only so I've had it. Well, I got it Friday after work. Right. So I've, you know, I've only had it a few days. I've only one person uh, has been given a ride in it thus far, and yeah. that is your girlfriend. Which yeah. that's strange. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> that uh, is strange. I got to, uh, I, I got to change that. I got to change that around. Yeah, but she even mentioned to me. She's like, "Oh my god, Dan's car is so nice," and blah 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 blah. And she's like, "It's," something. I'm like, "I just bought a new car too. <laughs> Our car's me, nice too. Tell me how nice my car is, which it <laughs> totally is. Um, but no, she uh, she actually mentioned too, and she was like, you know, sometimes it's just nice to like talk to Dan. She's like, you know, so many times it's you guys together and I never get to like really you know have a one-on-one with him she's like it was just nice to talk to Dan yesterday so she really enjoyed uh she really enjoyed yeah you left lunch early so her and I like kind of girlfriended out for a little while talked about our love of you know Adele (laughs) and all things like female yeah we totally did all right so I'm one of these guys I'm getting a little older and every once in a while I'll I'll do the whole get off my lawn and I'll jump up and down on the millennial thing yeah it's hard not to though man it happens in life low-hanging fruit music sounds worse and then these kids they're all doing things that you don't understand the drugs have new names and yeah it's easy to get pissed at and but I, you know, it was something else last week where I was like, you know, I got to tip the hat to millennials because you're doing this right. And here again, I have another thing here, okay. and this is serious business. This is about you know, this is about the world here where millennials, I think, are getting something right. Okay. And as I want to jump up and down on you when you're wrong, I should do the opposite of the coin and you know, hoist you over my shoulders when you're doing something right. And a new report suggests that millennials care much less about party loyalty than the previous generations, and they increasingly feel that the terms liberal and conservative fail to capture the diversity of contemporary political affiliations, and I would tend to agree. Okay. I think those words, first of all, I don't know if they mean the same thing they meant when they were created. Probably not. Most words, you know, you know change definition over time. A lot of things can. And more of, more 
So I think the bigger problem with them is if they both become dirty words, especially oh, yeah. in oh, this. Yeah, yeah. And that's been true for a little while, but this last election really did that, where it became a dirty word. If you're on one side, the other word became dirty. Yeah, like there's a, there's a level of contempt for somebody who has a different political view than you, which, I mean, that should not be the way that it is. And you're 100% right that these things have, have come to mean different things over time. Um, and I, I think at this point, in I, I think the Trump administration really is a prime example of it is what was once considered to be conservative ideas that's no longer what Republicans are endorsing I mean you look at some of these things and it's it's not even close to what it was and you right. look at and, and, and I mean you know Hillary Clinton would be a prime example on the other side where if liberals are like well it's like dude you're not even getting that part right so I, I understand why people feel this way and why they want to millennials want to separate themselves from the two parties but at the end of the day if we're looking at things on the spectrum, I guess we'll say, you're either going to be to the left of things and to the right of things. And that's going to dictate where you are. Whether you want to embrace the party system or not, you are going to be either right-leaning or left-leaning. Yeah, I mean, that's just the way it is. It'd be, you know, the way you feel about things. But they say here that they care more about causes than they do about being identified as a Republican or a Democrat. And I think that that's the right way to be. See, but now we're getting into something else there, too, where we're talking about being labeled as a liberal or a conservative, as a Republican or a Democrat. I know it feels like those things mean the same things, but they don't. I don't think those things mean the same things anymore. So I, I, I understand why, as, as, we that's move, true. as we move forward, there's going to be more and more complexities. Well, in the this. parties are changing so fast, too. And, and, and I think this generation, the millennials, I've got to give you some credit here. Being worried about the cause more than claiming a side right. is is admirable, right. and, and I'll give you that. As a guy who I don't like being shoved into a box, I always say, you know what I mean. I I don't identify as one or the other. I don't. I think both sides are wrong more than the, the than they're ever right. And you're not going to define me. You're not going to label me. I I'm I just I hate the idea of being shoved in a box like that. But I probably, like you suggested, I lean more left than I do right on most things. Right. All right. I, I believe in like let's make sure all this stuff is worth the money we're spending on it. I believe in fiscal conservatism and that kind of thing. But overall, I think like picking somebody up off the ground is right. It, right. But you know, I guess just because you you know on that spectrum, either a lean left or b lean right, that doesn't mean that you should be one way or the other consistently all the time. Where people who are like, no, I always vote Democrat regardless what the issue. Is or regardless what uh, what the race is, it's like no, dude. I mean, there are some times where in my history I voted for Republicans, and it's like, well, on a local level, I feel like this person is a better fit for you know. So yeah, if you're one of those people who just goes in and fills out all left or all right, then yeah, I mean, you are more concerned about winning, I guess, or the concept of winning right. versus the concept of your party living up to the standards that it set. They say part of the reason why they're getting more cause oriented is money is because if you look at the median income of 25 to 34 year olds in 1989 which would have been the boomers compared to 2013 the millennials it's about a $10,000 difference per year. Wow, I'm surprised kind of that it's only that. Honestly. Well, again, you're talking average. $10,000 difference. Yeah. That's not including inflation, right? So right. you take that $10,000 and you include inflation and Jesus lord. Cost of living, it's a lot less money. That's, and so that's obviously one of these things that's making people be more cause oriented. Now, when we talk about millennials, I always feel like at this point we we talked about it last week. It's where, like hipster. Right. Where it's, it's just become a word that you can say, I don't like this person millennial. They're younger than me millennial. Right. That, that's what it is. But if we're really talking probably people age 35 to 15, if that's what we're going to call millennials, 
Bowls, and that's what we're going to kind of like. Okay, all right, I see what you did. Th- okay. Thirty-five to fifteen. That's about sure. a, that's about a generation right that's there. About right. I mean, I understand. Well, the music sucks, and they're taking Molly, and they're doing all these drugs and things and orgies, and like you were I taking Molly it. too. It was just called ecstasy in your day. I get it. I, I, I genuinely <laughs> that's do. All. Younger people are a little scarier. The music sounds different or whatever. But like, dude, look at the hand that that generation has been dealt. And I'm in this generation, so I guess I'll say, look at this hand that my generation has been dealt, dude. Okay. I mean, it's, what's the uh, hand? A pretty crappy economy, a pretty crappy like, hey, here's your here's your path to success in life. Where you're, where you know, fifty years ago, you could be a high school graduate, go work in in a, in a factory, and have one income in your house, two, three kids, go on vacation once a year, and you worked forty hours a week. Life was good. That was the way it was supposed to be. Now it's like, goddamn, I have to work. I have to work two jobs. My girlfriend has to work a job. You know, and we we have two incomes coming into one house, no kids, and it's still like, damn, how are we going to do this this month? You have to work two jobs because your boss is a dick. Like you well, shouldn't. Well, but, <laughs> but but I will say, and as all that that is true, it is true. There's no denying it. But when in 1994, I was saying the same thing about my generation to my parents. Um, you see what I'm saying? Like I was like, you know, you guys had it so much easier. You just graduate high school, go work for the plane dealer or you know the electric company, and now I couldn't. So then at some point, and I would probably say it was in the mid to late 1970s when this happened. Some point, something changed there. Where yes, Generation X certainly has faced some of the same issues that millennials face, but it really is that concept of all oh, the greatest generation and all you know and and baby boomers. And it's like, dude, you guys have effed things up so bad. A lot. And now you're just gonna be like, oh, look at the millennials. I can't do anything. And I mean, I know Generation X feels different, but dude, me and you are eight years apart. It's, it's not, not like, crazy. It's not like there's like a world of okay, difference between that's us. Fair. Like we face a lot of the same things. Yes, most you, of you, you had a gripe with your parents, just like yes, millennials have a gripe with like, dude, baby boomers. What the f did you do? This is what I always say. You're always gonna have a gripe because you didn't have a decision. You got dropped off on this planet right. because somebody else felt emptiness in their life and they thought you were going to fix it. That's why you're here. You're born on a planet where you owe money the moment you come out. That's a horrible system. Yeah. I keep trying to tell you guys, yeah. having kids, oh my God, it's your right and it's so nice. No, it's no, not. It's terrible. awful. Your kid secretly is going to hate you for being alive. Like That's the way it works. Dustin tweets in and says, why would they even choose a side? They, for the most part, didn't even show up to vote. Now they're all experts. Nobody's claiming that they're experts. I like... My whole point to bring this study up was to say this. I like the fact that the millennial mentality is, is I don't care about which one of these boxes I fit in. Right. I believe in this cause strongly right. enough to want to do something for it. And I always say that action is always going to speak louder than words. So as I will jump up and down on millennials for what they do wrong, if you, I will say that and Clinton kind of did this early in the 90s. You saw a little bit of it with Barack Obama where it's like you started to get people interested in these things again. You know what I mean? You started to see younger people want to take part again. And I think this election, whether I don't care who you voted for, I don't care what side. I think over the, the, the next time around, I think you will see a much more engaged United States. I could be wrong, but that's my that's my guess is that you know, 4 years from now, 3 and a half years, whatever it is, I think you will see a much more engaged United States of America, but I could be wrong there. We do have Tesla tickets and dads, the best reasons ever to teach your son something that they don't know how to do. We'll give you that next on Rock 106069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 1069. Join us this Friday as we broadcast live starting at 6 a.m. We'll be out of the Tilted Kilt celebrating St. Patrick's Day starting at uh, 6 a.m. Be out there till 10 a.m. They're opening early and doing some breakfast specials for you as well. 
first hundred people through the door get a pint glass courtesy of Millersburg Brewing Company. And we'll move the party a little later that afternoon from noon to two. You can find us at the Canton Brewing Company. I keep saying it, man. That one's walking distance to the front door. That one might get out of hand. <laughs> I got to tell you, dude, I might turn a lot of glasses upside down at that one. On a Friday. Oh, yeah. Not to. Yeah. Don't have to be anywhere till like late Saturday night. Yeah. We might, uh, dude, I might turn some glasses upside down Friday afternoon. That's going to be fun stuff. But we'll start 6 a.m. Tilted Kilt up there in uh, Belton Village. And if I remember correctly from last year, their breakfast was awesome. Yeah, I can't wait for that. I'm kind of hungry right now. I know. Surprise. The yeah. fat dude's hungry. Shocker. But I am a little bit. Just thinking about that tilted kilt food, baby. Damn right. Future Mrs. Stansbury possibly there, too. Who knows? You know, that'd be kind of cool. It's possible. It would be kind of cool to find one of those. Possible. It would be cool. I'm reading this horrible story out of Houston. Okay. This is terrible, man. Okay. Um, carjacking is scary to think about. Especially, you know, I just bought a new car. So, like, the idea of anything happening to the car, I'm like, no! Hell no! Right? But carjacking would be terrifying, right? You're just at a light. Somebody rolls up, takes the gun out, points at you. Get out of the car! Uh, right. Losing your car is scary enough. Oh, I mean, somebody, like, coming in, like, stealing your car is going to suck. But, like, yeah, you're literally just sitting there. And then all of a sudden, gun in your face. You're out on the ground. Next thing you know, your car's gone. I mean, terrible. Even worse if you got, like, wife and kids in the car. That oh, kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Uh, I'm reading this horrible story out of Houston. Where uh, it was, I, I think, just before midnight, and a couple of young kids around 20 had approached this car and were going to carjack this guy. Okay. Pedro Ag- Aguilar, 47, was the victim here. And he said, uh, the guy uh, looking to carjack him appeared to be late teens, early 20s, maybe. And he was looking to, you know, carjack him, but got angry during the attempt because the man had a manual transmission car, stick shift car. Oh. So this kid, 19, 20, can't drive Doesn't it. Doesn't know what he's doing. Gets frustrated. And instead of, like, fleeing the sea, running away or whatever, thinking better of it and, like, maybe, you know, finding somebody else's car to steal, he gets angry, shoots this dude in front of his family. Jeez. Killed him. Died at the end. Jeez. Pedro Aguilar. 47 years old, died at the scene. And first of all, don't carjack people. It's awful. It makes you a terrible person. Right. But this whole I can't drive a stick shift car thing is very, very, for for me, it's just strange because that was a rule in my dad's house. Like my father, when my brother's first car had to be a stick shift, my car, my first car had to be a stick shift. You know how to do this. Yeah, I mean, it's it seems to be at this point like swimming, where it's like, what do you, what do you mean? You, you should know how to do this. Like this could be something that could you know Kill you. come in very important or come in very yeah. handy to have this skill. Um, but sure. I don't think I don't think manual cars are nearly as relevant as they once were. So I'm not surprised that there's not as much no, of an emphasis on. it. I understand a decline in people because you're right. They're just making less and less of them. It's more often than not. Um, it's probably like a secondary car thing. You buy like a muscle car for yourself or something like that. Uh, my last car was a stick shift. I uh, and and I will say I just bought an automatic over the weekend and I like it. Yeah. Like I haven't not had a stick. I mean, it's been a while since I've had a car that was an automatic. And I got to tell you, all weekend I was like, oh my god, this is kind of nice. But 
when I was growing up, my, my, my dad was like, no, your first car is going to be a stick shift because the last thing I ever want is you to be like, well, I got in the car with a friend of mine who was drinking because I didn't know how to drive the car. Right. And like, no, 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 I'm taking all these excuses away from you was my dad's thing. Emergency situations, things like right. that. Yeah, I can understand why. It's a good skill, I know. It really is. But, dude, okay, so you you, you made the decision, I'm going to go carjack somebody. All right, right. So you're going to carjack somebody. Yeah. You can't drive the car for whatever reason. Because let's be real, this probably happens somewhat frequently. Like when you carjack somebody with a piece of crap car and all of a sudden it's like, you know. Right. Right. But you decided to shoot the guy like out of frustration because he couldn't drive in front of his family. Terrible decision. I mean, what you uh, went from carjacking to murder, right? In the in a moment's notice, out, like, of, out of frustration, out of just being angry. And really, what it is, it's not even frustration. Is the wrong word. That's what they keep saying. You know what it is? It's embarrassment. Is what it is. You're embarrassed about the fact that you tried to do this and now can't get away. And so now you're the Keystone Cops. You know what I mean? And you're just you're you're a total screw up. And you shot somebody and you went to murder over embarrassment. Terrible. God, in front of his awful, family. Pff, terrible. Just wake up. Go put a bunch of job applications yeah. in, work hard, yeah. and you'll be able to afford your own things. I just, you know, I can't make sense of that. We do have Tesla tickets. We're going to hook you up with those to close out the program next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. I, dude, I got to tell you, there's nothing better than when a, when a Monday feels like it flew by. And I feel like Monday yeah. flew by. Honestly, dude, can't believe it's the last break of the show. Yeah, it's crazy. We do have a pair of Tesla tickets for you. That shows April 29th up at the Hard Rock Roxino in Northfield Park. We'll pass those out here shortly. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need. It'll be some good cougar hunting up at the Tesla show. Yeah, I want to go to that. I do. I want to go to that. Everybody has an aunt that loves Tesla. Loves Tesla. That's true. That is true. Possibly a future Mrs. Stansberry right there. Who knows? I was going to say, I totally know your aunt. (laughs) I totally know her. We'll pass those out here shortly. Dude, I got good news for your Cavaliers, buddy. What is that? Uh, It sounds like, uh, is it Larry Sanders? Correct. Sounds like they have reached a deal. Not from the HBO show. People are like, the Larry Sanders show? That guy's going to be playing here? No, not that. No, but it uh, it seems as if they have reached a deal. They say that he can join the team as early as tomorrow, but it probably will be what? They'll probably let him practice and stuff like that. Yeah, I'll give him a day or two, and and, then, you know, he's got to pass waivers and then physicals and things like that. Very exciting for the Cavaliers. I mean, but just like Andrew How many minutes before he blows out his leg? Well, just like Andrew Bogut, let's not look at Larry Sanders. Like he's going to be the dude winning a championship, but he's going to be able to eat up some minutes from the bigs, you know, uh, from their plate, and he's going to be able to offer six fouls in a game and some NBA experience in a game. So I uh, listen. The Cavs have been on a bit of a I don't want to say a skid recently, but you know, you lose a couple of games in a row. You have some 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 West Coast trips and things like that coming up, um, and you have a bunch of new guys coming into the rotation. There's going to be some hiccups, and if nothing else, right now, the the one of the dialogues you always hear is well. Oh, they, 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 it's just been too easy. They made it through the first two rounds of the playoffs. Well, the Cavs have been battle-tested now, and they've had to overcome adversity, uh-huh. and as we get closer and closer to the playoffs, we'll uh, we'll see how how the team reacts to it. So I'm excited. Yeah, Larry Sanders uh, you know, about to join the team there. Good stuff. Apparently they have reached the deal, according to Chris Broussard. 
Um, so, dude, that charge game yesterday was awesome. Yeah. That's seven in a row for the Canton Charge. Seven in a row as we kind of make a push towards the playoffs for the Canton Charge. Um, Playing again tomorrow, right? Yeah, Tuesday night and Saturday night. So we are coming into the end of the season Last here for two home games. home games, regular season, right? After that, there's about two weeks of basketball left where the Charge will be out on the road, and the NBA D-League playoffs happen shortly after that. Queen Cook's back in the rotation, so that's yeah, like all that. good. And, uh, dude, if if you guys have not been to a uh, Canton, uh, Canton Charge game yet, I, I invite everybody. This is the week to get it done. Yeah, I went yesterday, sat courtside. It was awesome. Uh, and, and like I said, you know not all of those guys are going to be NBA players, right. right? It's just, you know, welcome to life. But Quinn Cook, like, he, you can tell in that game, you're some, you got more talent than a lot of these guys. Maybe not them all, but you got more talent than a lot of these guys. I will say it always goes to show you how good the NBA is. Because, like, dude, the D-League's great. You're a step away from the NBA. You really are. You're knocking on the door. You're right. You're knocking on the door. You're right there. You're ju- as close as anybody can be. You're closer than all these dudes I mean, you in March Madness. You get pulled up for 10-day contracts all the time. You're closer than dudes are that are playing in Europe or China or wherever they're playing basketball. Um, but you can go from, like, we'll take Kay Felder as an example. The dude's a prolific scorer in the, in the D-League. Dude can go out there and score 40 points. But you put him on the Cavs team and it's like, dude, you're number 15 off the bench. So it just goes to show, like, how good you truly have to be to make that into... There's it, just not into enough the, jobs in the NBA. Well, 15 guys on a team, yeah, you know? It's, NBA, NFL's got 54. I mean, you think about being a pro athlete at all. Right. I mean, it's like one in a million. Right. But it, then Worse than that. But you put it in NFL terms, at least, like, dude, half the NFL is undrafted. Like, right. the guys get picked up all different kind of places all the time. Where in the NBA, it's like there's like a handful of jobs. If that's your career, like I'm going to be an NBA player, it's like that is, I mean, not likely. You no. got a better chance of winning the lottery. Now, the thing that I'll say about the benefit of it is, 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 you know, how many NBA players get paid like seven, eight million dollars a year? Timothy Mozgov, Matthew Delvadova, and NFL dudes are like, damn, dude, I wish I could, I wish I could get over three. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I wish I could get over four million. A lot of benefit you there. Make a lot of money. And I'll tell you what, the NBA has because of you know less employees, and and an NFL player would give up their balls for this, which is. A guaranteed contract, right? No matter what happens, right. you, you get, get paid. Money, right? You get paid. You know what I mean? Where an you know an NFL guy would give anything for that. Before we let this uh, show go, I do want to mention about the Canton Charge game yesterday. Uh, oh, the Charge no. were playing the Vipers, and this is the first time I've ever seen this team. There's a bunch of new D League teams, and there will continue to be more and more as, as yeah, like, they're expanding the league and more money and all kind of stuff. Lots of good stuff in the horizon for the NBA D League. But yesterday, uh, the, the 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 I think it was the Reno Vipers, um, dude, Rio Grande, their coaches. Were such dicks, dude. They were such a holes, man. We're 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 getting ready to do this game for the Canton Charge, and it's like, all right, hey, during the timeout, we're gonna, you know, this one kid's gonna be shooting hoops and riding a scooter and doing all this stuff, right? And these coaches are just standing in the way, and I'm like, guys, hey, we're gonna have a game right here. Can you move? Didn't move. Another one of the C Squad members goes up and is like, guys, you have to move. And these guys just refuse to move, man. And I know it's like, oh, the repository paper toss challenge. It's so important, Fantone. But it's like, yeah, it is. Important. I'm trying to do this right now. Well, here's the thing. I like again. I sat courtside, right? right? And I sat right next to their bench, so their coach was in front of me a lot. Like, and he knew there were multiple seats next to us that were empty, and he wouldn't stand there. He was choosing to stand right in front of me. So, like multiple times, I was kind of leaned forward, like drinking my beer, and his ass would like be <laughs> in my face, and I had to like lean back in into my chair and all that. But yeah, he was like ass facing me on purpose. Um, it's sometimes, and I think you'll get this a lot in in semi pro or and like, yes, ass facing is a thing. That's mind, a thing. 
minor league sports, I think you will get guys who are trying to establish themselves as a quote-unquote alpha male. Oh, so, the ego's worse than the NBA. Right, and I think you because you're yeah. still trying to prove yourself. You're still on the come up there. So For sure that's going to be part I was of it. so mad yesterday at those coaches, dude. I just wanted to go punch that one guy so bad. And I'm like, no, Fantone, oh. you're a professional. They pay you to be here. Now, if I had been in the stands, if it would have been like last year, Fantone, oh, I'd have been all, all over right. the guy. So I'm glad you brought that up. That you're a professional and you get paid to be there. Yeah. Okay? okay. Haven't said anything about this all day. Okay. You do a fantastic job with the mic and getting the crowd roiled up. Thank you. Riled up Thank out, you. out there at the can't charge. I do what I can. But dude, next time, maybe iron your shirt. <laughs> or maybe iron your, your can charge shirt. I think a little too many wrinkles in that one. Took it right out of the dryer. I was like, yeah, no, I'm just going to be all right, babe. Yeah, I probably it, needed it to. It did that. look a little bit yesterday. Like they just grabbed a dude from the parking lot. Was like, "Yo, wear this." Grabbed it out of the dryer, went and was like, "All right, here we go, baby." <laughs> that's that's awesome. It was. I did. I noticed it. All right, we have Tesla tickets. They're playing do. Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park, April 29th. We'll take caller fifteen right now at one eight hundred two four three seven six two five. You're off to Tesla. Aside from that, we're done for the day. Be back at it live tomorrow morning, six a.m. on Rock one hundred six nine. You guys have a great day. 